Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's do this thing. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage, sitting alongside the Rage of Redhead, Cam Stewart, and I actually do have a lot of rage uh, right now, unlike uh, most uh, days on this program when everything's <laughs> just uh, happy, happy, happy. Liverpool fans are happy right now. Oh, my God. Four, Four nil. <laughs> What's the total? Four, the, it, it was. Uh, it was uh, two and a half. Yeah. It was two and a half. Was yeah. Now uh, was. four nothing. Uh, Liverpool rolling Roma. Roma uh, right shell Champions League semi-finals. Great time uh, for the the Reds and their uh, fans. They're having a better time than Cincinnati Red fans are having so far this year. But we've got a lot of stuff to get to. They did win last night. <laughs> The big red machine. <laughs> We've got a lot of stuff to get to on the program uh, today. Big man on campus, yep. Jeff Nadu, will join us. We're going to talk NFL draft. NFL draft is rapidly approaching. My draft props are starting to fall into place uh, right now, and tomorrow's program will uh, lock them in as far as uh, best bet uh, style is concerned. Uh, but we'll kick the tires. Uh, we'll talk a lot of NFL draft talk on yep. the show uh, today. Uh, we talk about uh, tonight's big NHL uh, playoff games, except there are no NHL playoff guys, games. Honestly, we talk about it, me, you, and a monkey. Like, what, what's going? What's going on here? Like, you have series that have been over. When was the last time the Vegas Golden Knights played? Yeah, what I don't like, like honestly. What God. I don't understand though is, normally this could happen. It's like that. It sets in. Oh man, there's no, there's no yeah. hockey. There's no basketball tonight. Yeah, because there's only four teams left, and you got to wait two days. Yeah. No, there's tons of teams left. Everybody's left. It's still the first round, I Gary. Know, Gary, you're in the first round. Like, how is it possible in the first round you don't have a game. that you didn't look ahead in time and say, you know what, if all this happens, then on Tuesday night, April the 24th, we don't have a damn game on. It's insane, man. Like, no, no, like, like, it, like, it's impossible. Like, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimps have a better schedule. schedule. Like, even they would sit down and be, you know, sitting down in a, at a Hooters in Jacksonville or like the Golden Corral or Zaxby's. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, I don't know, Jim, if you take a look there and, uh, you know, and we, we could have an open date that date, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense. You know, I don't know. They, they played three games on Saturday, all the two of them at the same goddamn game. Exactly. Same time. That's another thing. You ever guys heard of staggered starts? You do three, 5.30, 7.30. It's not a very hard Gary concept. Gary Batman is incompetent. No, He's he an is. idiot. He's a moron. He's all a right? stooge, yeah, for sure. He's a moron. Yep. I mean, there's, there's no, no other way to put yeah, it. Yeah, but he's not the only moron. They're all just a bunch of beer-drinking, stupid <laughs> Canadian steak-eating 
<laughs> red alcoholic nose, yeah. blood vesseling blowhards. Yeah. They call those a cherry blossom. Hockey yeah. guys. Yeah, cherry blossom. When somebody's got the veins popping out of the nose, it's the old cherry blossom. They all do. <laughs> Most, yes. Most do. They all do. They're like Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, Reindeer these hockey what, guys. Why, they're scotch there? Sign me up. You're right. No, 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 I, it's so, unbelievable. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember the last time Vegas played. Vegas um, swept L.A. When did they play? La- like It's got to be over a week. I think it was last it's, Thursday. It, last Thursday Tuesday, was the last Wednesday, game? No, it was Wednesday. earlier than that. It's got to be about a week. Like It's just stupid. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Sharks were done a long San time ago. The Sharks yeah. finished like on Thursday. And the best is Vegas and the Sharks are playing each other. This is the crazy thing. Not waiting for like another. Like they could have been in game two of the second series right now if they had half a rain. Yeah, but, but anyway. They don't even play tomorrow. No. I, 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 they I, start Thursday. Great. They start on so, Thursday. Hey, but Winnipeg and Nashville, I think, start tomorrow. I think Winnipeg and Nashville are on the board for tomorrow night. What, yeah. a, what a joke. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. The series that went longer. Yeah, we'll start before. These guys are – you said it, man. I, I, I don't even – like, there, there's no excuse for it. Like, you could literally get a kindergarten kid in there, and he could figure out the schedule a hell like of a Like I said, yeah, it's the first yeah. round. Like, if this if this happened, like, later in the playoffs, I would understand and cut them some slack. Yeah. But it's the first round. It's the first, first round. Round, round one. Like, you know, honestly, like we're like 10 days into the playoffs and already there's not games on TV. You're an idiot. Like, there's no other, you know, I don't know. There's no other explanation. I wish I could go on some uh, deeper wordsmith and, uh, you know, more poetic <laughs> about wordsmith. this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could be more poetic about this, but I can't. Like, there's no other explanation. You're just stupid, Gary Batman. You're stupid. Well, the NHL would be better off the day that you retire but you strike me as the type of person that's going to live forever. Yeah, job for life. He's not going anywhere because the owners like him. That's the thing. They put He puts money in their pockets. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you one thing. I hate sports owners. Marenzi, I did something smart last night, unlike stupid stuff. I told you about uh, the NHL series split. So I got, I bet Toronto and Columbus. Columbus is out, but I got the Leafs at four t- plus 420 in the series. I decided to put 200 bucks on it because of the price. So... Basically, if you put two hundred dollars on the lease for the last in the series price before last night's game on two hundred bucks, eight forty. So I got eight forty there. I could put like three hundred bucks on the Bruins money line or whatever, and uh, you can make, a make some money. Bucks. Yeah, make a couple hundred. It's it's a quick way to make a couple hundred bucks. I wish I had a bigger bankroll because I would have put probably five hundred. Would have been it. better if Columbus would have won too. Oh, that would have been. I would have been steaming, baby. That would have been beautiful. I gave people a um, I gave people a sixteen parlay series at twelve to one. It's down to the Leafs in Game Seven now. Oh yeah, every everything, everyone else. You didn't cash won. out though. Is it still alive? I did cash out. Oh god, I did. That's right. You cashed out when the Leafs were down three to one. <laughs> Serious? Oh yeah. god. Because all the no! other, well, Stop! All, the, all the other teams had won. So I was like, screw how this. Much, how much was would it pay? That's the question. Well, I, I obviously screwed myself yeah, yeah, over yeah, a little yeah. bit. God. That's... Anyway, the Leafs will probably oh. win tomorrow too. <laughs> That's the thing. My gut I, instinct tells me the Leafs will win tomorrow. I don't want to put. I don't want to put too much. Like I'm cheering for for Toronto. I don't want to put. I don't want to put money on Boston. But I also think smart gambling, where you can make a quick three, four hundred dollars, is a good move. That's the type of situation I'm in right now when you need to make money. Toronto Maple Leafs weren't losing last night. I, no, they weren't. 
And, then, and they had a disallowed goal. I don't know what the hell goaltender. You played that goaltender interference. So what? So the defenseman could basically cross check a guy into a goaltender. It's not. It's not the forward's fault. That's another thing about the NHL rules. They're rules. inconsistent. It's so pussified. The game has become oh, yeah. weak. It used to be back in the day. This they, is, they used to use forwards like you were chopping down a damn redwood. This is the most pussified NHL playoffs oh, I've ever seen. I me too. I agree. There's not. There's been very little. Dude, like, there's been like checks. four suspensions and nobody ever really did anything. No. Nazem Kadri's was the worst just because the guy was on his knees, but yeah. it looked worse than it was. One game. He shouldn't have got three. Yeah. I give him one. He cost the team the game. I mean, he was in he penalty, did. but they scored. I mean, they lost the game, and then you suspend him one game, maybe. Like, Drew Doughty shouldn't have got suspended. Nope. The dude on Columbus never should have got kicked out of the game. You know what the problem is? Um, who was it? Richardson, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, you go down the list. Um, there was another guy that got suspended. It was Anderson on Columbus. Anderson, yeah. sorry. Josh Richardson, Anderson, Anderson yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Josh, Josh Anderson. <laughs> John Anderson. Josh Richardson, Josh Anderson. Good hamburgers. Um, Anderson. Um, dude on Winnipeg got suspended. Oh, Morrissey, yeah. Yeah, for cross-checking Stahl in the yeah, back. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's just a cross-checking yeah. penalty. Yeah. He, he got a he got him a little bit high, but I I would only give that's just the cross checking penalty. The problem I have is when guys when you lay the like note with is, a clean check, five don't nothing. assume that the guy you did something dirty. Guys can lay out guys with clean checks. Five nothing uh, Liverpool. This is unbelievable. That's the thing. Like you know, anytime guy goes down stuff, on the ice, oh, it had to be dirty. Stuff that just should have been. Listen, that's a five minute major. Don't do yeah. that again. The ref tells him, yeah. you do that again, again we're you're kicking gone. you out. You're going to get suspended, but don't do that again. Five-minute major. The other team inevitably scores. You hurt your team. Everything's so extreme now. I know. Man. Like It's also people acted like Kadri. Like, can you imagine if if the whole Donald Brashear uh, thing happened now with Marty McSorley? With Todd Bertuzzi, he'd be in jail. Or with Bertuz, Bertuzzi now in today's culture. They're, they're not playing hockey Of a anymore. bunch of skinny jean-wearing, like, wusses <laughs> on Twitter. They'd be crying all yeah, day. Exactly. It's not right. It's over the top on you. Put him in jail and criminally charge him. It's like, come on, man. Even the Bertuzzi thing, it was an accident. It was an accident. I wouldn't have given him that many games. That, that's that's no, the No, I'm talking about the whole thing after. Oh, the oh, lawsuits yeah. Yeah. and the whole. It was a nightmare with, it, with Dominic Moore. It was an accident. Yes, Bertuzzi wanted to beat him up. No. You think Bertuzzi wanted to break his neck? No. You think that was, oh, yeah, I'm going to break his neck right now and get sued and uh, be forever known as the guy that broke someone's neck? It ruined his life, actually. Yeah. Like, you know it's I mean? put him into, like, a, a state of depression that he can't shake. Now, how, how they handled it after wasn't good. The NHL no. lawyered up and Crawford, and then they had guys snitching on each yeah, other. Exactly. Well, yeah. it was basically, what did Crawford say on the bench? Did he ever say, go get him, go get him? He and he Probably pretty much did. he yeah, pretty he much did. did. He did. <laughs> Let's call it out for what it is. He egged him on. Go get him. But it was so, a freak accident. It was. But you know, it's a freak accident. You don't accident. know what guy's gonna get that, that whatever, that's man. Bertuzzi, anyways, if Moore just would have manned up and fought him. What's the moral of the story? Don't turtle? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm Stand not going to. for I'm yourself? Not, I don't want to be like, let's blame no, the victim. No, no, that's not. He was a victim. The thing is, more cheap-shotted. Uh, I think he, who did he cheap-shot? He cheap-shotted one of the Sundins, I think, in a previous. Earlier, uh, yeah. That's in true. one of the previous games. That is true. It was a revenge deal, sort of. It was. It Bertuzzi sticks up for and his guys. More, more like, more like was nailed a couple of people, cheap-shot a couple of people, didn't fight after, and it really steamed them. So they were like, we're going to get him whether he wants to fight or not this time. And it got out of control. It did. And it really didn't. I mean, dude, it was a harmless little takedown, and yeah. it's just the way it's he just, landed. It was the way he hit him. It's just, yeah. yeah. It was it was freak, it, you said a freak accident. Yeah. You never notice in the NFL it often happens like that. 
you'll see like this vicious hit. Boom. You're like, oh, my God. God the guy dead? looks like he's dead. And then he gets up. He's like, you know, he's out of it for two minutes. He gets up and he's okay. And it's always the small things, Cam. Deshaun Watson. It's funny. I heard people talking about Deshaun Watson. Like Tony Sincata hates Deshaun Watson for some reason. Five games. Game. I know you're listening, Tony. Love you, Tony. Yeah, five games. What's he done? He done. <laughs> tired of hearing about him. <laughs> but I heard someone say, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, he's a running quarterback. He got hurt. He got hurt in a non-contact drill in practice. practice. Exactly. He was running, and he pulled something. Something just tweaked. You see it all the time. Bo Jackson's career ended with somebody jumping on his back when he was running down the sideline, and it was harmless. It was sort of like kids tackling each other in the park. Buddy jumped on his back, and they both landed, and boom, Bo just heard something, snap. It would pop, and he heard it, and the guy... When Bo Jackson was lying on the ground, I guess the guy in the Bengals, it was a playoff game. I was living in L.A. at the time. Yep. Um, I wasn't at the game, but I was I was living in L.A. at the time. I didn't go to that game. It was a playoff game against Boomer Sison and the Bengals. I was watching on TV. And and uh, the guy said after, he told Bo Jackson after, he's like, what's wrong, man? Get up. Like, I didn't even hit you yeah. that hard. Like, he sort of said to Bo, I didn't even hit you that hard. What's going on? And Bo said, man, my knee, my knee, something just happened. And look, Bo, Bo's football career was over. Yep. And a seemingly harmless play. Uh, Odell Beckham, last year in the preseason, didn't get smoked really. He sort of got hit on his knee area and landed awkwardly. And boom, Odell Beckham injured for the next 12 weeks or whatever the hell it was, eight weeks, he's you know? Pull, he's pulling SUVs now. He looks ready. Yeah, I saw that video yeah. of him pulling an SUV. I don't know. I can't cut it down with a rope. It's kind of like. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell, though. The win- the windows were tinted, Cam. I think somebody might have been driving. <laughs> <laughs> leave it in Leave it in H. He's telling Put one, it in H. He's telling one of his boys, man, make sure you don't floor it, though. Uh, just exactly. nice and easy. Smooth. Yeah, nice and easy. Nice and smooth. And I don't even notice that, too. He pulled. He was pulling know, it towards that, him. Yeah. It was getting pretty close. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah Odell's the type of dude that. Would do this. He's trying to show off in a video, and he ends up running himself over yeah. somehow. Or pulls whoa, his back. whoa, whoa. The worst of it, yeah, like he pulls his back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you notice, though, guys who do that stuff? Because I remember uh, Pete Kendall. He used to be an offensive lineman for the Seahawks, and they drafted him because he did. that's what he used to do, pull Jeeps and sand, and he was some kind of freak of nature back then. But you know what? Did you notice? They don't pull the tra- – like Odell Beckham was pulling the SUV towards him. Usually you go the other way. And, and the cars, it was a different way of doing it. I'm kind of like, it felt, Gabe, you're right. Kind of like uh, Chris Isaac's Street Freak Magic type of thing. Like, there's something going on here. It, was it didn't some, feel as real as it should. I think. Uh, <laughs> something was manipulated. I there. think it was uh, slightly downhill. Slightly downhill. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, just, just pull it. Just pull you it. saw yeah. the way yeah. he wasn't even really. He's not that big. That's right. I'm not saying he's not an ultra strong he's dude. Strong. Oh, he's strong. But he's not that big. No. And he was casually pulling this thing. <laughs> like I said, I looked. I'm like, man, Slightly I kept I kept looking like I kept looking at the window. Yeah. I'm like, I can't tell. Tint. Like it's tinted. <laughs> Tint. Like, I don't know, man. Probably one of his buddies are in there just going like two yeah. miles an hour type thing. Real light. Just sort of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just... And, you know, like and another thing, too, I thought the same thing. I'm like, man. How many hours did you guys plan this? Like, you shot it, wait, 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 and do it again. I'm telling you, I bet you it was just, you know, they found a street, and it was just sort of nice, nice, perfect angle. Nice new pavement in the suburbs there. Slightly, (laughs) just slightly so it's rolling. (laughs) Or we can't even see behind it. Exactly. Somebody could be pushing it. That's a good point. They could add a little guy behind the truck. I don't trust anybody. I know, you don't. (laughs) I'm with you, though. That video, it, it felt staged.
I want to see it again, like <laughs> uh, like in person. Oh, let's let's down. do this. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's a good point by you too. I don't know, man. Just go go lift weights and stuff. What are you guys pulling trucks for? Yeah. There's no need. It's like, the, it's like how, that, how is pulling an SUV going to help him catch catch footballs? It's like that running back there. That um, it's like that running back there. Who's the guy? Edwards, Robert Edwards, Robert Edwards. Yeah, she from played, Georgia. Yeah, she played for the Montreal Alouettes. After Robert Edwards was on the Miami Dolphins, I believe it was. I'm pretty sure it was the Dolphins. He had a pretty good rookie season too. Like uh, he was at the Pro Bowl. He was at the Pro Bowl, and uh, they had some stupid NFL beach football game. Yep. The guy shredded his knee on the beach playing football. He got stuck in the sand, twisted his knee, never played in the NFL again. He ended up playing in the Montreal Alouettes for years. Correct. Same with former Bill Nate Odoms. Great career in Buffalo. Seattle picked him up, pick up game of basketball by leg. Yeah. He was done, and Seattle paid a lot of money for him back then. I was pissed. Yeah, he was good it happens player. all the time. Oh, Nate Odoms was amazing. But one thing with Nate Odoms, they always sort of the, it was later in his career. Yeah, it was, I know, but he was. Yeah, good. I mean, they were getting. They were. They were like Robert Edwards was a kid. Yeah, you know that's true. That's his true. first year in the NFL. He gets invited to some NFL beach game. And his career's all <laughs> great. Great stuff. It's his knee. Unbelievable. So if I was a GM, I'm like, no, no, nah, no more beach. No, games. no, they're like, not playing that stuff. So you don't play football on the beach, all right? No. <laughs> I'm, what is this? They, if, I'm the Giants, if, I, if I'm the Giants, I don't care if his buddy's uh, driving the car with tinted windows. I don't want him pulling anything. Nothing. Skip, skip some rope. Odell showed up to the, the Giants uh, camp here to their workouts, but he won't work out. I don't know. Pulling trucks. The media just makes more out of this than, uh, than they have to. Odell Beckham's going to be a Giant, but we're going to jump into the NFL draft. I'm going to give you my thoughts on Baker Mayfield on the other side. This kid's got more flags than the United Nations. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Cape Time Decisions Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Red Heat and Rage. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Sit alongside Cam Stewart. Tony Sincata will join us a little bit later on. We'll talk uh, best bets. Uh, we'll talk uh, DFS. No NHL tonight. We've got Major League Baseball DFS and NBA DFS, three games in the National Basketball Association. Actually bet on the White Sox last night and won. God, they've been horrible. <laughs> Them and the Reds. <laughs> ugly card game, ugly card, but good night. Should have listened to you. If I just took the Capitals instead of Columbus, it would have been a dream night. Would have been perfect. Hit that NBA parlay, too. Utah, getting it done. Yeah, Utah your, boy, your boy, Donovan Mitchell, man, he's on fire. You, you got to love him. This kid's unbelievable. Carmelo Anthony is so like I don't know what the hell that guy is doing out there. He looks he looks bad. Your Chicago bad. your Chicago White Sox over sixty seven and a half is not yeah, looking too good. It's not looking too good. No five and fourteen. Yep, not a good start. But baseball, hey, you know, get on a little bit of a streak, Morenci. Win a couple in a row, things can change. It's 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 a long season. 
Bad start, though. They have a uh, Major League Baseball. There's three teams, actually. Pretty interesting. There's three teams tied right now, Cam. They've been outscored by 50 runs already. <laughs> and we just started. They're already, like, minus 50 run differential. The Baltimore Orioles yep. have been outscored by 50 runs. The White Sox have been outscored by 50 runs. <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds oh, yeah. have been outscored by 50 runs. And the Miami Marlins have been outscored by 59 runs. Brutal. Wow. What was their wins total? It was real low. I think it was, was it the same as the White Sox? It might have been the exact same number. It was uh, 62 and a half. Yeah, I thought it was 61 and a half. 61 and 62 a half. 62 and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure. The thing is, remember these baseball 61 overs? 61 and a half. Yeah, I think you're right. 61 and a half. They were licensed to print money a while ago, but you bring up a good it point. It was essentially, would they lose 100 games? Essentially, yeah. that was the prop. And yes, it looks like they so, Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the worst team in baseball a few years ago would not, you know, they'd win mid-60s, upper 60s. Now I'm looking at how well, bad some of these teams are. We talk so about much. it, not about overcomplicating things, and we do all this capping and stuff. Yep. You don't really have to. You just sort of bet against this few teams every yeah. night, Cam. If if the number's not like, you know, you don't want because the problem is when you're betting against the Marlins, like I don't like to lay 240 or 260 or anything like that. But, yeah, there, there's good spots. Well, I'll put it this way. If you bet against the Marlins every day this year, you're up $748. That's good. How much against the White Sox? The Chicago White Sox, if you bet against them every day, you're up $868. Ooh, wow, you're really Chicago bookies taking a lump. <laughs> they're, they're actually got lumped this year. The Blackhawks didn't make the playoffs. Bulls, yeah. Hey, let's Chicago do, let's do a quick market check. Uh, Boston's up $1,200. They're ama- amazing. Toronto Blue Jays are up nearly $500, $458. New York Yankees down $341. Favorites all the time. Tampa Bay Rays down $593. They're actually starting to play better, though. Um Baltimore money burners, Cam. They're down nine hundred and ten dollars. Orioles suck. You're down nine units, but you're only twenty three games in. You're already down nine hundred on these guys. That's a problem. Uh, Cleveland Indians, as good as they are, same thing with the Indians every year. They're twelve and eight, but you're only up thirty six bucks. <laughs> That's the thing with their pitching rotation. Like if you're a better, you're better off just not betting Indian games because no. it just. It's like even all the time. Yeah, it's stupid. You're going to lose at 160, then they're going to win four games in a row at minus 190 favorites, and it'll equal you losing one of the games. You could parlay them. Like, like don't don't bet them but individually. Every year, Cam, I swear to God, I, mean, I do the market. We've been doing the market check for years. I always look. It's always the same thing with Cleveland. They're like 14 games over 500, and you're down 90 bucks, or you're up 80 bucks. It's like they're always right around even, yeah, Cleveland. They are. <laughs> like, and but they win all the time. Yes, because they're minus two. But they, when they throw a Kluber, minus 280. Carrasco, the odds minus 220. Love them. Just, they do. They're a popular odds maker because they're not a popular public team, really. No, it's because of their the pitching. The Sharps like them. Because of their pitching. And the, and the line was based on the starting pitching a lot of the time, and they got great starting pitching. And it's a good example weak of this. division, too. Like, look at Minnesota, Cam. Minnesota's 8 9. But they're, they're down 61 bucks only. <laughs> exactly. It's, you know what I mean? Because of the odds. Detroit, 9 and 11, minus 171. Wow. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Pick your spots uh, with Detroit, you know, because the thing is, if Detroit can ever get on a little bit of a run now, you can make some money as a dog. All right. Uh, Roma have now scored two quick ones. What the hell? We just t- t- turned our back, and there's seven goals in this game? I'm surprised. You usually like those in game overs. Click, 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 click. Yeah. Click, click. 5 2. At least oh, goals, penalty kick. At least goals matter, right, moving forward. That's so, a good point. The aggregate. Um, 
So yeah, Cleveland's up thirty-six bucks. Minnesota's down sixty-one bucks. The Detroit Tigers are down one hundred and seventy-one dollars. This is if you bet one hundred dollars on every game. Chicago White Sox are down eight hundred sixty-eight dollars if you're betting on every game. Kansas City Royals are, are burning money. They're hideous. You're down eight hundred and sixty dollars uh, if you bet every game hundred dollars on the Royals this year. This is this is good, Cam. <laughs> that whole division stinks. This has happened to me before. Uh, the Houston Astros are now sixteen and eight on the season. Yep. You know what? Like their their money unit, uh, their market. I'm not, is? I'm not looking right now. I'm going to say up forty three dollars. Minus eight. Minus eight. <laughs> exactly uh, what we talk about. I've never seen that in single digits. You're minus eight dollars. And they're you, eight games over five hundred. Yeah. You bet on every Houston Astro game this year. You've lost eight bucks. There you go. And, and to your change. <laughs> like I've done. It's that. ridiculous. I've done, done that before. I once I've done it like it's happened to me numerous times, man. It's actually frustrating, but there was like a college Saturday, dude. I started like at twelve noon. I bet literally like forty-two bets in between two hundred and seven hundred dollars a game, like all day, just like you know, yep. all day, five games, four games, six games, halftime teasers, like just click it all day, cap. And I look at the end of the day at my action. And it's like, uh, all right, I wagered $13,600, and uh, at the end of the day, I'm up $18. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm like, how is this possible? I, like, how did I just bet $13,000 worth of games? I must have bet, like, 43 games today. And at the end of the day, <laughs> it's very possible, though. At the end of the day, I'm up $18. <laughs> Gabe, I played an account last night. At, I, and I'm playing on different accounts. I made 22 bets on the account, not big bets. Same thing. I woke up today, up one dollar. <laughs> one, like current balance, one, <laughs> not ten. One buck. It's amazing. I know it's it's wild, man. All right, so LA Angels, they're making money for you. They're up 660 dollars. Yep. Tough series with Houston uh, going. This is this is going to be a very nice series. Yeah, good game tonight. We'll talk about that game later with Sincata. Seattle, Seattle Mariners, you're up 176. Uh, Oakland, you're up 134. Oakland have been a little Oakland s- are, scrappy team. Don't Oakland are, and we've known this for years. At home, you bet them. Like, they're a play-on team. They beat the Red Sox, who are one of the best teams in baseball. But Oakland on the road might be a little bit of a different story. That's been their MO. You're right. You called that last they're, they're, year. They're, they're, they're one they're of those teams that get no respect at gr- home. They're grinding, though, on the road yeah. this year. They're 4-5. and five. That's okay. Uh, Texas Rangers, you're burning money, minus 360. New York Mets have started to cool off a little bit, but you're still up $812. Yeah, still got some freedom. Philadelphia there. Phillies, a team that I, I was actually high on, are suddenly 14-7 and seven, or 9-1 and one on their home field. Uh, they are up $615. The Atlanta Braves are up $611. The Washington Nationals, Cam, we know this. They're a gutless team. They, they, you're, they, you're down $823 yep. betting on these If you bet the pitchers. Nationals consistently, it's a, it's a moronic move. They cost move. me a parlay last night. Gio Gonzalez and company lost oh, to Stratton and the Giants. Our boy, Gas Can. He's not a gas. No, can. he's not. But I that was the he, best. He's Gio more. Gonzalez is a gas can. Whoa, whoa, he's more a pack hitter. of matches. Yeah, he is. He, he's he, a pack of matches. He, he's warm. He's not totally flammable. Uh, the Marlins we mentioned. You're down seven hundred and forty-eight dollars if you bet a hundred dollars on every Marlins uh, game. Um, St. Louis Cardinals. You're up two hundred and seventy-seven. They're starting to play good ball. The Cardinals. They're squeaking out wins. Milwaukee Brewers. You're up five hundred and thirty-five. Like the Brew Crew. Brew Crew don't get a lot of respect from the odds makers. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates, you're up 171. You got to tell you, the Pirates, Pirates started cooling. Cool. They're yeah. cooling. I think they're going to win tonight, uh, though. Uh, Chicago Cubs, money burners. They're always money burners. Money burner. They're overrated. They're 10 and nine. You're down 455 dollars on the year. 
The Cincinnati Reds are the biggest money burners in baseball. Over over a dime yet? And you're down twelve hundred forty-seven dollars. <laughs> That's brutal. Hey, plus 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 last night, Arizona, money makers. The second most profitable team in baseball after the Boston Red Sox this year, the Arizona Diamondbacks. If you bet every Diamondback game, you're up $1,005. Fantastic. If you bet every Dodger game, you're down $537. Yep. Uh, their Dodgers are always overpriced. Uh, Colorado are 12 and 12, and it's evident with their uh, their share. Minus nine. Yep, nine bucks. There you go. T-Bone's down nine bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves the Rockies. San Francisco, 10 and 12. San Francisco, 10 and 12 uh, on the season, but you're up $73. And San Diego. San Diego's a play-on team. Yeah. You're down $281. I think San Diego, though, moving forward is a team that is a lot better than people think think they are. I think they're going to win some games. Now, as far as they're a dog a lot of the time. As far as totals are concerned, if you're looking, if we're looking at, all right, who's some definitive sort of strong trend over unders on the year so far as teams? The Boston Red Sox are 12, 8, and 1 to the over. Yeah, it's not bad. You're up uh, three and a half. You're up four units minus the juice there. It's not bad, but. You know, we'll highlight some uh, some bigger numbers. The New York Yankees are fourteen six and one to the over. Yep. The Tampa Bay Rays are fourteen and seven to the over on the season. The Cleveland Indians are fourteen and six to the under because of their pitching and their bullpen. That's right. Fourteen and six to the under. Chicago White Sox pitching terrible, and one thing that White Sox can't do, Kevin, they can is hit, hit a little runs. bit. I know they can. They hit home runs yeah. this team. They lose 14-8. Yeah, and then, you know, Davidson <laughs> slugs a few, and uh, Brady, they, they hit home Moncada, runs. Yeah, he's starting to heat up. Uh, so they're 11-7-1 and one to the over. Houston. Houston are starting to hit. They didn't last night, but Houston's bats are starting to come more alive now. They're 14-9-1 uh, and one to the under. Seattle are 14-7 and seven to the over. And uh, that's about it as far as real trends. San Francisco, 13-9 and nine to the under. There's a lot of teams that are hovering right around uh, right around the base. So uh, Big Man on Campus is going to join us in a couple of minutes in the 440 block uh, here to hang out for, uh, for a while with us, talk some NBA playoffs and the NFL draft. Uh, but I was talking about Baker Mayfield earlier, and I said there's more flags around Baker Mayfield than there is outside the United Nations um, in New York. And I saw a story today about uh, Baker Mayfield in which he met with the L.A. Chargers, Ken. All right, so he met with the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers went to his pro day, and the general manager and the coach and the offensive coordinator met with Baker Mayfield. And they said, here, they gave him just a a small sample of a playbook. They gave him a small sample and they said, uh, tomorrow we want to see you throw this play, run this play, and run these series of plays. Yep. He didn't do it. Like, he did it, but he did it poorly and stuff. And then after he said, and now he admits, because he was asked, they said, we heard that your charger workout went very poorly. And he goes, yeah, I didn't do as well as I could have. I really didn't study the plays that they gave me because, you know, I have a lot on my plate right now. Really? That was his answer? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah. That is so bad. I don't even know. I so don't know where to begin with you've that. You've got a lot on your plate yeah, right like, now. Like, so like what? Can't... Getting drafted to the NFL and learning the plays and get it. Get, and get it's amazing. Drafted. So people on Twitter are defending him, stating, well, 
And, and he said, I have to prioritize the teams, uh, the playbooks that I learn. No, you learn all, learn all playbooks. <laughs> prioritize. Like uh, Cameron 2 Drew sent me a tweet. He's like, well, why would he waste his time learning something from the Chargers when he's not going to be drafted there? First off, you don't know where you're going to get drafted. Exactly. Secondly, you're already sending a message to NFL teams that you're a little dickhead kid that doesn't listen. Exactly. If you're a football guy and you're a sponge, you're like, oh, great. God, yeah, I got the Chargers playbook. Yeah. Saints playbook. I Give me all the playbooks. And it was Wizenhunt yeah. that gave him the plays. Oh, really? I got to see Wizenhunt's plays. And, all right, this is cool. Let me learn this. And, like, instead, he's like, eh, I have a lot on my plate right now, worried about other teams. Yeah, great. It's like, dude, you're not in the league yet. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, um, so the, the attitude of Baker Mayfield. Now, I don't know if you remember, Cam. Like, Baker Mayfield got suspended for the first half of a game. Uh, this year yep. because, well, there was a couple of times. I think he got suspended twice, like sort of internal stuff. But one of the times is that um, both times it had to do with fans. If you remember once, he told a bunch of fans to F, F off. off. Yep. And another time at Kansas, um, he gave them the finger a couple of times. He gave them a finger. All right? Like at, Out of so, all the fans, Kansas, too. They're already up 55. I was watching place, that you know? game. No, you're right. exactly right. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Dude, there was about 18 fans at the game. And he's getting rattled by them. And he gives them the finger a couple of times. And I watched that game. The whole game, he was melting off. He was on the sidelines. He was talking to the fans. But not in a, you know, whatever. It's like crack a joke to the fans yeah. and walk or walk away. But no, no. And then he went back and gave him the double bird. And, you know, he's like, suck on this, Kansas. You know, something about them being a basketball school and stuff. It's like, dude, you're playing Kansas. and They're one of the worst teams in NCAA football. And if a couple of drunk kids in Lawrence can get to you, what the hell is going to happen when you go to Pittsburgh? Like, what the hell is going to happen to you when you go to Ralph Wilson Stadium in Buffalo? In the winter. And you're in the three-yard line. You got a bunch of drunk dudes in Buffalo yelling (laughs) crap at you. Exactly. You're going to give them the finger, too? He just seems immature. Uh, yeah, and if you're not learning playbooks, I'm serious, Gabe. You talked about uh, he's a better quarterback than Johnny Manuel. Johnny, Johnny Manziel, yes, yes. Like Johnny, Johnny was a great college quarterback. Yeah. Baker Mayfield really does have a good arm. He does, and he really is accurate. Like he really can, you know, like 28 yards, bam. Like he can throw it right. Like okay, yep. you needed to put it here. You need to put three feet to the left, three little higher, Baker. Like he's got a good sense of accuracy. This kid, and it really can't. Like it's it's sort of natural. But, you know, dude, the guy got tackled by a cop. He's pissed drunk. Yep. He never shuts up. He can't bother be to learn the playbooks. He didn't do jacket at the combine. Like, at what point do people say, you know what? I don't uh, know. I'm going to pass. And like I said, if the kid's giving the finger to Kansas Jayhawk fans, like, how is he going to respond in the NFL? And, you know, they're like, oh, he's the next Drew Brees. He's not the next no. Drew Brees. <laughs> Definitely not. Like, Drew Brees, Drew Brees is a football junkie. He Drew, loves Drew, learning plays. Drew Brees doesn't drink. Like Drew Brees is a serious dude. Like he's he's one hundred percent football. Yes, he's That's a what serious he is. guy. Yes. All right. Drew Brees isn't giving the finger to fans. He's not like dumping his wife to bang some Instagram model. He's not sitting courtside trying to get high fives from NBA players that don't know who he is. Like you go down the list, and it's like, yeah, all right. He's cocky. Yeah. He's confident. And and Mike Blewett brought it up. Name name me a couple of quarterbacks that are big for the Big Twelve. Nobody. That's who. He's TMZ, Gabe, not NFL. 
I agree with you. I think there's major flags with this guy. He might just go go and want to party with I, a lot of money. I don't like that. The bandana. Either. No, bandanas suck. They, they do. Not a fan. No. <laughs> No, bandanas are for westerns. Yeah, like that's what they're for. Horses up, and westerns. What's up with your bandana under yeah. the helmet, bro? Are you robbing a bank? No, nah, man. Uh, it's under my bandana. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand, or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out now. You can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Don't miss Asia, August the 9th, for Don Auditorium. <laughs> Featuring members of Yes. Yeah. Members, members of Yes. And Toto. <laughs> the ultimate rock super band. Asia. <laughs> yeah, if you can, uh, Florio, yes. take us out with uh, Heat of the Moment. Heat of the Moment. It was the heat, heat of, of the moment. moment. Yeah. Pretty good song, actually. It is actually. Some of the some of those old rock bands and their power ballads are pretty strong. Do you remember when we used to dance? <laughs> you remember that? I seen so many of those loser bands at the old uh, Budweiser stage there. My buddy had that one dollar ticket package. I've seen them all, like Max Webster, <laughs> Toto, all those bands, Foghat. It's getting smooth. It's not heat of the moment. No, it's not. <laughs> See, that, that, was, that was getting naked That's heat the of the thing. moment. These, rap, these rappers just steal everything. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Remember when we used to dance? <laughs> I kept waiting for uh, for. It's not coming. I was now waiting for the worst. No, it's, it's like karaoke oh. version or something. Instrumental, telling us lies. The worst to dance. Something changed the circumstance. Uh, let's bring in big man on campus who probably does not know this song. <laughs> it was the heat of the moment. Yeah, we'll play it again on the way out. Good job, Florio. Let's bring yeah. in big man on campus uh, right now. What's up, big man? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Uh, okay, uh, okay. How's Liverpool doing there, big man? Oh, big my God. Liverpool's rolling. Oh, wow, Liverpool, what a what a big day. I mean, it wasn't good that they gave up two goals late, but, uh, again, uh, a huge performance today. They are in the driver's seat. But, hey, listen, I mean, they left the door open a little bit for Roma. I mean, Roma, obviously, a much better side at home. Uh, they better make sure they uh, – Lock all windows and doors because that's uh, a tough yeah, two yeah. goals to give up. People, yep. people have left Roma for dead in the past already. We've seen that they can score and surprise people when they get back home. But let's jump in. We'll get to the NBA playoffs after. Let's start off with the, the National Football League draft right now. It's around the corner. As I stated, I'll, I'll share all my – I'm going to lock in my props tomorrow on the show uh, here for everybody. But I've already got a few of them that I'm going to go with. 
And I find I find the NFL draft uh, to bet on very interesting, uh, big man, because. Like I say, when you're betting on when you're betting on the NFL, you're betting on college football, you're betting on the NBA, etc. You're betting against a computer algorithm, right? It's not a guy with a fedora and a cigar setting numbers anymore, right? It's not the 50s or the 60s. Everything's computerized. Yet when it comes to the NFL draft, they don't really know. And I noticed the odds sort of swing with what like Mel Kiper saying and the ESPN mainstream guys say or Mayock says so. You know, there's. I'm not going to say there's an advantage, but the odds makers don't have an advantage coming into this. They don't know you, me, Cam, and anyone else know about as much of the NFL draft as the odds makers do. So it's actually a unique situation because normally when you're betting, whether it be at a casino or you're betting anything, they generally have an advantage on you. They don't have an advantage when you're betting on the NFL draft. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I really spend and focus you know, weeks on it, You know, whether it's the NBA or NFL draft. You're totally right. I mean, if you put the time in, if you sit down and do the tedious process of you know, doing a round one, doing round two, doing round three, I mean, again, some of those might not be you know, kind of fruition when you can bet on them, but you know, just kind of knowing what players are going to go, what teams are thinking, what teams need. If you could sit down and do the, the, uh, the work and the research, there's a lot of money. And you have to be Gabe willing to – be able to lay big prices. If you don't want to lay 270, um, then you probably shouldn't be betting on the NFL uh, draft. You have to lay money to make money. And you know, most sharps, if you talk to a sharp, they're going to lay big money uh, to make a unit. Um, sometimes you have to do it. So you have to be willing to lay that 260, 270. Uh, because if you look at the props, they're about as easy as they come. You just have to be willing to uh, to lay the juice to uh, win the unit or two. Or... Or, if you like the other oh, side, be willing to two. go against the public opinion. Yes, and get nice take back. And, and, and roll it. All right, so the, the updated odds, and ooh, they're changing right now again already. Sam Darnold up to 300 right now to be the top pick. Josh Allen plus 200 to be the top pick. Saquon Barkley plus 900. Baker Mayfield suddenly up to plus 1,200. Josh Rosen all the way down to 2,500. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, He's not going to be the first pick, but 25 to 1. crazy. On. That's stupid. All right, so Sam Darnold. So, big man, you've got a mock draft that you did. People, you can find it on Jeff's uh, Twitter account, at Jeff uh, Nadu, uh, J-E-F-F-N-A-D-U, Jeff Nadu on uh, Twitter, or just look up big man on campus. You do like Sam Darnold to go first overall to the Cleveland Browns. He's minus 300. I don't, I'm not buying, I'm not buying this. I don't think they're going to take Darnold first overall. I don't know for a fact, obviously, but I don't think they're going to. I wouldn't lay the 300, but you do believe he's going first overall, don't you? I, I do believe that, and I, I'll be honest with you, Gabe. If it was my decision, I would take Saquon Barkley number one. I'm not, not the GM of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, listen, I think if they feel they need a quarterback, Darnold is the pick. Uh, if it was me, I wouldn't take him, uh, but I think this is what they're going to do. If I had to choose maybe someone else, I would probably go Baker Mayfield because I've heard uh, they do like Baker Mayfield. I think it's an absolute farce. I don't know why you would do that. I don't think Baker Mayfield's a guy. I don't have Baker Mayfield going to 11 to the Dolphins. But, uh, again, I think they could throw a wrench in and maybe take Baker Mayfield. I think Tyrod Taylor's fine. I I think they could take Mayfield fourth, but – you're right. Yeah. Why, why would you take Mayfield if you have Tyrod Taylor? They're similar quarterbacks already. And to your point, and Dave, you're getting. You, yeah. 
Sorry, big man. And quickly, you're getting a you're getting a guy in Barkley who we've talked about. You and I, Gabe. I think he's the best uh, running back we've seen in, in many years. I think he's a transcendent talent. He's a guy that you can bring in right away and, and get away from that Isaiah Kroll and that whole direct that you've had there over the years. Throw him in there. He's a transcendent player over the next five to seven years. I told Again, you Isaiah Kroll sucks, Cap. <laughs> All these fantasy guys always say Isaiah Crowell all the time. He's all right. I'm like, he's not a star running back. <laughs> not a he's star not, no and, running back. And, and, no. and he's that's actually why with you the Jets now, though. He's gone. He's with the Jets. But no, I agree. Saquon Barkley, he's the real deal. Nine to one, and, too. If you, if oh, you yeah, invest yeah. in it, I think that no, is, you've got to I love your props. I love your props. And, you know, the thing with the, the Browns, and I don't know, it's hard, like like Big Man stated, you know, what they should do and what they will do and what, you know, we think and what they're going to do and all different things. But they got the first and the fourth pick, Big Man. If right. I'm them, I would take Saquon Barkley first overall. He's the Michael Jordan here. It's gonna, This is going to be Sam Bowie all over again, man. You know, you had Akeem Olajuwon. We had Sam Bowie, Michael Jordan, Akeem Olajuwon. This is going to be the same thing all over again in which – Whoever leaves this guy on the table is going to regret it forever. Like, the Giants will be laughing if they leave him. But, man, I don't know. I don't know if the Giants are going quarterback, but I don't think so. If I was the Browns, I'd just take Barkley first overall. And then if I wanted a quarterback, I could take one of the quarterbacks at four if I really wanted and to not- do that. But, but, Gabe, here's also what you can do. Okay, you take Barkley at number one. Let's say you take Bradley Chubb at four. You pair him with Miles Garrett. That's an elite defensive line. You oh, already that's, have that's a Josh. great draft. Oh, that's a great you draft. If you, got, and, if, and, if you got Barkley and Chubb, you're laughing. And they're guys who are going to probably produce best, instantly. you got the best two players Correct. on each side of the football if you do that. And not a questionable quarter. This is – this, to me, and, and I know people are going to say, no, it isn't, big man. I think it's a deep quarterback draft. I think there are a lot of good draft picks, and they have the 33rd and 35th picks. They can make a play there for a quarterback. Uh, look, it, it's clear. How much do they like Tyrod Taylor? That's the big question. I like Tyrod Taylor. I've never had a problem with the guy. I think he can win in Cleveland. Uh, I think the, the, you know, they need to look elsewhere. I think they need to go with the best player in the draft, the best player that's going to help their football team next year to win games. We've seen what a running back can do for him. I don't want to hear all this crap that running backs don't mean anything. That's who God's. That, that doesn't mean nothing to me. I want a running back nowadays. I want an Ezekiel Elliott. I want a Leonard Fournette type of player. Uh, this is a guy, you pair him with Carlos Hyde. You already have Josh Gordon coming back. You got Jarvis Landry. You got that big-time defensive player. This team can make a lot of waves by the 35th pick. They have a lot of picks, uh, and they can really help their football team improve a lot. Who are some of those quarterbacks then, big man, that you like, that you might be steals in uh, the late first round, second round, third round? Who are a couple names that are on your radar? Yeah, I, I think obviously, you know, for me, Cam, I, I really don't get into quarterbacks until, you know, I would say 45-ish. I think obviously the Cardinals need to address that position. I actually have them going receiver in the first round, but I do think they will address the quarterback position. Obviously, Mason Rudolph, a guy that I would go with there. Uh, I actually think towards the end of the second round, Luke Falk could be an option for the New England Patriots. I've talked to Gabe about that. I think Luke Falk's about as close to a – a, a, a considerably clone Tom Brady as you can get. He looks kind of like Brady when he throws the football. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. I don't know if he'll ever become a quarterback ever. I think he's got the potential. I think they like Luke Falk. I think Luke Falk could be an option. Uh, obviously, um, there's a kid out of Richmond people like. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft I think you got to take a look at. But for me, 
I'm going with five quarterbacks in the first round. I think Gabe's Bills could maybe grab uh, Lamar Jackson at 12. I think that's a real possibility. Obviously, I mentioned Mayfield. I think the Dolphins could be interested there. And obviously, it's very top-heavy quarterback-wise. But the Browns don't necessarily have to take a quarterback. There's still some pretty good quarterbacks that they can get. They can kind of stash behind a Tyrod Taylor for a year or two uh, and revisit it at that point. You know, Luke Fox, interesting. Cam's actually a Washington State Cougar fan. He put us up a lot of numbers, but in big games, he's been really disappointing in all the Apple Cups. And the well, I think, I think I think, Cam and Gabe, you know me. I'm a big Mike Leach guy. I've always you – know, I think Mike Leach is a, a, a nut, but I think he's an, an offensive mastermind, really. We have to remember, this team last year was second worst in the country in sacks allowed. The, uh, the offensive line was horrible. Luke Falk lost a lot of weapons last year uh, to get graduation the year before. I think that's something we have to keep in mind. He is a system guy. He is very immobile. But listen, um, I think from a pure pocket standpoint, I think he's really talented. For I'm a West Coast offense, you called it. Right. Yeah. You were right, big man. I remember in a year you 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 pointed out the the comparisons, and he does. He studies Tom Brady. Yeah. And and wants to emulate him in, in all of his throws and his footwork, and you can see it. And the fact is, the, you know, most NFL's offenses really are quick hits yep, they nowadays, are. right? Nick, Nick Foles is a classic example of that. Yep. Quick hit, your West Coast offense, drop back, get the ball out, quick read. And, you know, Luke Falk can do that. You're right, dude. It wouldn't shock me if Belichick snagged Luke yeah, Falk. Good, good call. It really wouldn't, like, you know, a little later in the draft. So Mason Rudolph, here's the enigma to me with Mason Rudolph. He's got all the tools, doesn't he, big man? Six foot four, 235 pounds. He's got a good arm. He'll stand in the pocket and throw the football. But sort of like, like Cam mentioned with Luke Falk, you know, there was a lot of big games in which he did, you know, the interceptions. He didn't, you know, raise the level of his play. He was surrounded with a ton of freaking weapons. He's really good. But I don't know if he's NFL starter good, but I think some teams think he is. I think my Buffalo Bills actually like him. What you know? I don't. I'm 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 not in love with Mason Rudolph. Actually, I don't think he's going to yeah. be an NFL guy. And the problem that we have, Gabe, is the elephant in the room. He's from the Big 12, a conference that has not done anything as far as producing high-level athletes at the next level, particularly on the offensive side. I agree with you. He is a guy, good good size. I think he you know, obviously has the uh, ability to throw the ball downfield. He's got a great frame, big kid. But, you know, his arm strength is questionable. Field vision is not great. Uh, and you, you, we've also got to – Keep in mind, he doesn't play elite-level defenses. That has to be discussed. Um, I think he's a guy that I'm not wanting to start right away, but I think if you can put him in a certain situation, maybe behind a Sam Bradford for a year or two in Arizona, he's got the size. He kind of reminds me a bit of, I think the common comparison would be Brock Osweiler. Um, you know, that's kind of the way I would kind of look with him. But um, He's better than Osweiler. I agree, but yes. I think the problem for me is the Big 12. I, I've made this – and it's the proof is in the pudding, guys. I mean, if you can name me three successful, really high-level offensive players that have come out of the Big 12 in the last 10 years, I'd like to hear them. Uh, there the aren't many. The um, best quarterback that comes to mind was Vince Young. Yeah. He actually didn't well, suck in the NFL Wheaton? for the first few years. Brandon Wheaton, I, mean, I don't know how the hell he's remember, in the NFL. Remember Blackman, the receiver from Oklahoma State? I thought he was he was like one yeah. of the best college Justin receivers Blackman, ever. Sure. Yeah, Justin right. Blackman. They was, have, like, just, they have a, work. They have a few wide receivers. You're right. Des Bryant, Michael yep. Crabtree, uh, Jeremy Macklin. Mizzou was at Big 12 at the time yep. before they were in the SEC. 
Yeah, not a lot of know. big names though. No, and you know, we'll see about Mahomes uh, coming up with with Texas Tech. So let's let's blast through some of the the actual props uh, here. Baker Mayfield over under six and a half. Under six and a half is minus two seventy five. And while I don't agree with it, I don't think, and I think it's going to be a big mistake. Big mistake. Of people taking Baker Mayfield that high. I think somebody's going to be dumb enough to do it. I think the Jets might do it. I think the Broncos might do it at five. I don't think the Browns do it, but I think the, I I think that the uh, I think at three the New York Jets could take Baker, and I think yep. at five the Denver Broncos could. What do you think, uh, big man? Over under six and a half for Baker. Well, they better hope that you know the the Broncos take him, or obviously the Jets. I think the Jets will see the light. I really do. I think people <laughs> really have to take a huge look at this guy. He's the new Joe Namath. He's the new Joe well, Namath. The swagger, the partying. He, he's got, to me, the initials J.M. Uh, he is a complete clone of J.M., Johnny Manziel. There's no no difference in him, really. He, he has the same <laughs> off-the-field issues. And I'm not talking about guys. It's, it's not one issue. Baker Mayfield has had multiple issues off the football field. He's got no particular footwork at all. He's undersized. I just don't think his game will translate. I think it's a huge mistake to draft him. Uh, and I think if, if the – Someone's going to make a mistake. It would probably be the Jets. I do think they'll see the light. I actually went ahead and took uh, the um, the the over six and a half. I think All he's right, going to go one eighty seven. Wow, good take back. That, that I ten like eleven style. range. I, I like I, the I style. think if you don't, if it's not Jets and it's not uh the the, the Broncos. Where's he going? He's not going to the Bears, uh, Raiders. He's not going to any of those places. Um, I, I would go eleven to Miami, maybe. All right, Bradley yeah. Chubb over under four and a half under. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a, a stone cold under. I think I think the Browns will be the uh, pick there at four. I think t- to put him with Garrett, to put him with you know that you know pretty good linebacking core at this point, that can really help your defense. Those two on opposite sides of each other, um, I think that's a, a must grab right there at number four. I don't believe he falls uh, past that uh, either. Um, Calvin Ridley. Ooh, I like this one. Over under 16 and a half. What do you like? I like that. I, uh, I, like I like where big man's going. The 49ers got to make a splash with Jimmy Garoppolo. Go out and get the best wide receiver. San Fran's wide receivers suck. So I think this is. Under. Under. Yeah, I think, Cam, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think this is the best prop on the board, frankly. I think if he doesn't go at nine to four, the 49ers, which I think they should really consider that. I think you make a great point. You got to get Jimmy some weapons. There's a good linebacking group in this graph, good pass rushers. You can get that later. If he doesn't go to at nine, I could see 16 to the Baltimore Ravens. All right, we'll take a quick break. Yeah. Big man's going to hang out with us. Says the cell phone version. Da, 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 da. I like the I like the rock version better. <laughs> it was the heat of the moment. Heat of the moment. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game. 
Game Time Decisions. Right, level two, Game Time Decisions Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Baranci, alongside Cam Stewart. Tony Cicada will join us at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern. You're as cold, You're as cold as ice. ice. You're, willing You're willing to, to sacrifice, sacrifice our, our love. Whoa. <laughs> I don't like cold as ice when we're doing a gambling and DFS show. Not the right song. You never take <laughs> Never take advice. Nope. Now you're gonna pay the price yeah. for. You're gonna pay for, the bookies. Yeah, pay, betting on the, betting on the Leafs. It happens all the time. Cam's gotta meet the man. Meet the man. Where's the money? Where's the envelope? The I, phone won't stop ringing. It's the bookie again. Oh no. He's got a prosthetic leg <laughs> in a Fiero. No, you're right. We got to go back to like the old days, actually, and we'll uh, let's go back to that song. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why I, that used to be the intro to the, yeah. the gambling show. Yeah. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why great, you're great, not. great, great. Yeah. This is why I'm hot. The opposite of cold as ice. That's a good song. Yeah, we'll get that in the rotation here. Uh, True. But... There we go. There it is. <laughs> See this said, hey, big man. This is I'm fly. You a little, little Mims. I like. I like Mims. We used to, uh, used to, we used to host a show for Coverstock.com. This is the intro this song. Is our intro, yeah. perfect for a gambling song. Isn't it? <laughs> this is why I'm hot. <laughs> this is why I'm hot. This is why you're not. Uh, good, good song. Good, good. Florio's Florio on, on the ball. Florio's hot today. All right, so I'm looking at Josh Rosen here. The prop is five and a half. It's minus one fifty. Minus 150 to the over, under 5.5, plus 110. I can't believe that John Elway would leave a talent. like John. They've been looking for a quarterback yeah. in Denver since John Elway. And and he, for a quarterback, hasn't this, been very good at evaluating and, quarterbacks. Yeah, but Denver's never really been this high yeah. in the draft. You know what I mean? The, yeah, I know. I don't really think they ever loved Paxton Lynch. They just sort of did it. This is different. To me, Denver have an opportunity, big man to settle their quarterback issues for the next 10 years by drafting Josh Rosen, fifth overall. And, yes, the media is all over Rosen because of the F. Trump stuff and because he's rich and because he's Jewish and because of everything else for one reason or another. It's amazing, isn't it? Baker Mayfield tells the the Chargers that, I'm sorry, I couldn't learn your plays. I have a lot on my plate. And he's rising, and Josh Rosen's falling because, I don't know, because because he's Josh Rosen, evidently. But I think it's all a smokescreen. I think he's too talented for NFL GMs to leave on the board. And I think John Elway at five is going to say, you know what, holy crap. And as far as cities, we talked about it. Perfect for Denver. Yeah, big man. Denver, Perfect. very liberal. You know what I mean? It's a Democrat. The Democrat's the governor there. They're not. It's not a really political town, man. Weed is legal. They just want the Broncos to win. That's all they're about there is sports and weed and, you know, partying and stuff. Josh Rosen's a perfect fit for the Denver Broncos, dude, in my opinion. I, You know, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think that's a perfect fit for Josh Rosen and it's a perfect fit for the Broncos. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting that he continues to slide. I've been on record as saying I think he's the most talented quarterback prospect we've seen in a number of years. Josh Rosen has no weakness to me as far as on the football field. The only question mark would be his level of maturity off the field. But in a league where there's so much immaturity, in a draft where there's so much immaturity, with yet an, with one of the other uh, quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield, I find it unbelievable he continues to drop. He's um, a guy that I think he's either going to be on the – level of Denver where, you know, you say with the liberal attitude and kind of the not care attitude, or he'll go to New York with the Jets and have obviously, you know, a, a very good situation there, I think as well. I think from a football perspective, though, the Denver Broncos are the most attractive to me. You have a good, a good group of receivers there. You have a pretty good, um, you know, defense as well. Obviously a situation that I think if I'm Josh Rosen, I, I think that's where I'd probably want to go personally. I think the under five and a half, the look here, I think it's either New York or I think it's the Broncos. I think Baker Mayfield will be the quarterback to drop. Josh Rosen, they have to be smart enough to see that on the football field, he is the best quarterback in this draft. If I was making a pick on a quarterback, it would be Rosen. I don't see a lot of weaknesses in his game. I think he's an elite-level football player. Yet he's twenty-five to one on the betting board with other guys. Like, I, it's just yeah, the guy, the guys hated for, for for stupid reasons. And let's talk about a Heisman winner, Lamar Jackson. We talked about the Calvin Ridley that prop at sixteen and a half. I love that one. And what about Lamar Jackson? The total right now over seventeen minus one sixty-three, under seventeen and a half plus one twenty. I got to tell you, Gabe, he has him going to your Bills, but I could see a couple teams actually going. You know what? We're going to take a chance on Lamar Jackson. We know one thing: he's got electric feet, and once he gets a an alive arm. I think he's a steal at uh, anywhere he goes because Joe Lisi, our buddy on the show, he had him the top-rated quarterback, but 17.5 seems too high. Yeah, I I, I got to be honest. I think if the Bills, I don't think they really need to trade. I think they could stay where they are and get Lamar Jackson, I think, if they want a quarterback. The question is, after that, where does he really go? I mean, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in the rest of the first round or teams that need quarterbacks in the rest of the first round. The only idea maybe, and I considered this, 27 to the New Orleans Saints. They've obviously got to at some point deal with the fact that Drew Brees is not going to play till he's 45 years old. He's 39 at this point. That might be an option. But I think the Buffalo Bills are a pretty good landing spot uh, for him at number 12. I think it'll go Dolphins, Mayfield, 12, Lamar Jackson. What about the Cardinals? Don't they when they go maybe get up, reach think- Adam at the 15? I think they could, but I mean, and obviously it wouldn't surprise me. I think they go receiver there, frankly. I think there's a lot of high-end receiver talent in this draft. Like I said, I think they can get someone in the second round, and they did throw all that money at uh, Sam Bradford for some reason. But, yeah, yeah, again, it really depends on how high they like those two. And Um, what's the common theme? The common theme with Arizona quarterbacks over the years. I don't Uh, don't recall. Not not very good? uh, I don't recall a lot of brothers. Well, and they're they're, – and they're statues, and they're basically pocket Dude, They have the same, yeah, through. they signed the same guy, Blaine Gabbard, uh, Drew Stanton, uh, you know, right. like Carson Palmer. You go Carson down the list, Palmer, yes. it's always that six-foot-four sort of stiff white that guy. who gets that, pummeled. Yeah, like the average. <laughs> A great tackling yeah. dummy. Yeah, the, the average. So, to me, you know, Sam Darnold will be perfect for them, but he's not going to last that far. You're, sure. right about, you're right about Lamar Jackson, though. And I think Lamar Jackson is, a, uh, I think after Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson's the guy. Those are my two guys in this draft of quarterbacks. But you're right. I mean, we go through the list, man. The New York Giants aren't taking Lamar Jackson second overall. Indianapolis aren't taking nope. a quarterback. Um, 
You know, they traded their pick to the Jets, et cetera. But, you know, you, they're not taking a quarterback. Houston's not taking a quarterback. Denver, I doubt, are taking Lamar Jackson fifth overall. Tampa's got Jameis Winston. Chicago's got Trubisky. San Francisco's got Garoppolo. Oakland's got Carr. Maybe the Dolphins. You get to Miami. And I don't, I don't get all this talk about Miami and a quarterback, big man. They have Ryan Tannehill. Like, I, you know, like Tannehill wasn't sucking. He was getting better before he got injured. To me, in that system with that loser coach, I don't like that coach. coach Gase, Gase. Yeah, he's yeah. an asshole. He's cocky. Uh, that Gase guy. Tannehill has a good arm. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's a wide receiver, man. He's not a yep. natural quarterback, so it's taken him a couple more years to develop. But he's a hell of an athlete. I don't really think Miami's going to take a quarterback unless you, they got one of those stud other top three guys that happen to fall. So I think Lamar Jackson could fall unless he goes to the Bills 12th overall. I don't think the Bills will take him 12th overall. The, the problem you have with Gase, the Bills, though, is Gase is The like, Bills, sorry, I was just going to say, wouldn't shock me at all if the Bills took him 22nd overall. Ooh. Lamar Jackson, 22nd to the Bills. No, I could see that. I think the important thing about Gase, though, to mention is, you mentioned he is a new coach, and he is a guy that I think quickly has made it his football team. He didn't like Jay Ajayi. He got rid of him. Uh, maybe he doesn't like Ryan Tannehill. Hasn't really yeah. worked with him. I mean, frankly, um, maybe he's not a Ryan Tannehill guy. Listen, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill's a, a long-term answer quarterback for that football team. I think you need a little bit of excitement down there. Uh, supposedly, they're very interested in one of these two guys. Um, it would surprise me if they don't go quarterback. I don't know if they need one, uh, but Adam Gase has shown quickly that he doesn't really care what people think of him. He's going to put in the guys that he wants. Kind of reminds me of Chip Kelly a bit. Uh, he thinks that his voice is obviously yeah, the yeah. most important. And down in Miami, it is. I, I see it's Mayfield here. I really do. If he's there, I think they'll take him. That's a great idea, getting rid of a Jai. I know it's worked yeah, out great. It worked, it worked out for yeah, I loved his, I loved his reasoning too. All he does is try to score touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I, right. <laughs> I like to get rid of Jarvis Landry. Yeah, man, whatever. Okay, what, you're what, an what, idiot, like Philip, like the Philip Rivers and the Chargers. Like they're at seventeen. Like you're eventually going to have to get. They're not another quarter. Not, uh, no, but they'll get one later on. But they got they they need a quarterback they're, eventually. They're all in this year, and I tell you what, the Chargers yeah. are sort of somewhat of a sleeper this year coming into yep. this year. They're going to be more established in L.A. People started to buy in as they started to win last year, so they're filling up that stupid little stadium. It won't be as much of a discrepancy with the home stuff. The defense is getting w- wicked. Oh, they got young de- players. They Dude, they, have everywhere. Best, they have the second-best defense after the Jaguars, actually. Yeah. Um, their defense is fierce, man. You know, you got Ingram, you got Bosa, Bosa. you got a bunch of stud defensive backs. The Chargers are the real deal. I swear, and I maintain this. Yeah. You know what the Chargers' problem is? Phillip Rivers. To me, Phillip Rivers is the problem, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. He throws interceptions at inopportune yes, times. Yes, he does. He just is what he is, and there's always an excuse, and they always start off slow. They're a dangerous team, but I think they draft someone that's going to help them now, Cam. I don't think they're going quarterback yeah. there. Yeah, and I, I think what they're going to do is, I, I think you mentioned that defense. You have a very good front seven there at this point. I think you, you continue to add stuff in that back end. I think Derwin James will be there uh, at 17. If I'm the Chargers, I would take Derwin James. Other than uh, Micah Fitzpatrick, he's probably the best. There's uh, a prop pick, man, Derwin James, seven and a half. Yeah, I, I'd go over. I think Fitzpatrick's the choice at, at seven. Feels a little low at seven. It does, it does. Yeah, what, about I Mink, think what about Minka Fitzpatrick? Over under 13 and a half. 13 and a half feels a little high for yeah, Fitzpatrick. Under, I got to see him going before 14. Definitely. What do you think yeah, about I, Fitzpatrick? I think, I think the, the perfect spot for him would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at, uh, at number seven. I think a lot yeah, of people want to put players Derwin, there. 
Right. They want to put Derwin James in there. And look, let's be real. They do need a safety uh, pretty bad. But um, I think Fitzpatrick's the answer there. I, I don't know if Brent Grimes is the guy long term. Grimes is always injured. He's old. Um, they have a pretty solid defense there. It's going to be some sort of defensive back. I think if Derwin James doesn't go at seven there, um, you got to wonder where he'll go because Denzel Ward will go. Um, six to the Colts. The next best quarterback um, might not be necessary until you get down to that, you know, 18 range, 14 range. The Packers will take a quarterback. Uh, the Seahawks will take a quarterback, in my opinion. Yo, man, don't, grimy. Yeah, don't don't call out Brett Grimes. I don't want yeah, grimy. I don't want his wife uh, coming after us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she wears his the wife pants. Of a, yeah, she Who the hell are you? You don't you don't know you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Just start going off. Uh, like, who the hell are you guys? Well, let me tell you this. It won't be the first time a wife of a player's gotten at me on Twitter for my comments. So, uh, what, a wife? Yeah, what, I, who? Who? who what I've had – um, well, I actually had uh, – do you know who Jorge De La Rosa is? Pitcher for the Rockies. Rockies, yeah. Uh, his wife – yeah, his wife has hit, uh, reached, reached out to me several times. I actually had um, uh, from the Sixers, Rashawn Holmes, his own mother, uh, reached out to me. Wasn't happy with my comments about him. Um, I've had a couple, a couple different ones. The only time that ever happened to me is uh, I pissed off uh, Jen Sturger's father. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he actually called my radio show. Seriously? He actually called in. <laughs> I'm looking for Morenzi. No, no. He was more pissed. Uh, it was more pissed the guest that I had on. Like, he really yeah. went hard on Jen Sturger. And, like, uh, Deadspin picked it up. And the father, the father, uh, the father called in. Yeah, it was my, that was the, my first appearance on Deadspin.com. Oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, and a radio station was so happy. Yeah, good work, Gabe. Yeah, I don't believe you're on Deadspin. Deadspin. <laughs> I can't believe this. How'd you get Jen Sturger on? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you ever want attention in the media, just yeah. just get a pair Fire of tits. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, somehow you get get yourself involved. Like it was like the other time. Remember when I was on Sirius at Hardcore with the porno chicks? No, I had uh, I had uh, some vivid girls. Michael Lohan on Lindsay Lohan's father. Oh. Lindsay Lohan's father threatened to kill Perez Hilton on my show, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Perez Hilton came on. Yeah. <laughs> like, Perez Hilton put it on his website, big man. He's like, this guy threatened to kill me on this show. So my show is, like, linked on Perez Hilton. So I sent Perez a, a – a, a, I said, hey, if you want to come on and, you know, give your side. He's like, I'd love to. So, like, all week long I was getting pimped on Perez Hilton. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I gained <Beautiful>. zero followers. <laughs> great promotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great promotion. I know. People into, like, gay tabloid Hollywood gossip don't like sports rage. You know? I gained zero yeah, followers. They, yeah, they, you know, they tune in for one night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, big man. Uh, NBA tonight. Uh, a lot of chalk out there. I think all, all the favorites win tonight. I think Boston get back in the winner's circle. I Philly. think Philadelphia are going to tattoo Miami. And GSW. And Golden State will run San Antonio out of the building. I don't think we overthink things tonight in the NBA, big man. What's your take? Yeah, I, listen, I think the obvious news out of Philadelphia is of, of joy. Meek Mill is out, and he'll be at the game tonight, supposedly. Uh, that's uh, If no one knows, Meek Mill is the equivalent of – uh, you know, the Beatles in Philadelphia. Uh, if Meek Mill is in the building, they're going to win by 40 or 50. Yeah, Meek, Meek sure. Mill has been released. Meek, yes, Meek Mill uh, has officially been released from prison. See that? And that according to from uh, Rob, Robert Kraft, put it over the top. 
Correct. And according to the owner, he's going to be there. He's going to ring the bell, which they do before the game. Uh, I, I don't I don't see any way they don't win by 40 or 50 tonight. I Everything think it's going to be absolutely. Up Philly. It is. Yeah, yeah. You got prisoner. Hey, I'm going to the Sixer game tonight. No, you're right. It's all Philadelphia love, baby. Philadelphia is hot. Yeah. Well, we're happy about it. I will say quickly, uh, I think you got to keep riding the trends in this Boston uh, uh, Buck series. All four games have gone over the number. Uh, yeah. Nine of ten each team have gone over. Uh, there hasn't been a ton of defense played. Both teams have been pretty good offensively. Um, I'm going to keep riding the trends. I got this one two or two and a half. I'm going to keep riding the trends. I think this one gets into the hundreds for sure. I think we see a 107-104 type of game. Lowest total on the board, too, 203 tonight. So, no, you said it. Don't uh, – All four friend gone is over. your friend. All and the home over. teams, too. Although it's taken overtime twice to get there. That's true. And they, they weren't going to get no, there. It took two overtime. And then, you know, keep in the other two, you know, were fairly easy to get there. But I, I just think offensively both these teams are playing pretty well. I'm going over the number here. Hey, thanks for the time. Thanks, Big, big man. man. Follow Big Man on thanks, campus at, at Jeff Nadu. Big man on campus. Tony Cicada will join us here shortly. We'll continue to talk NFL draft. Take a look at tonight's Major League Baseball board. Break down tonight's NHL game. <laughs> that won't take long. Won't, won't. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Buffalo Bills are an interesting team coming into this draft. Everybody feels as though they're going to be trading up. I, I no, no, don't trade up. I wouldn't guarantee that they do trade up. Trading up generally. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it generally sets you back. It, it's, it's not as bad as it was in the old days where you really had to give up like a second this round Look, or this round. they traded up for Sammy Walkins. Yeah, I know. How'd that, that work out? That. Exactly. I, I think you stay put. I Actually, the, the, the best they way to do it is Sammy's. do it New England style. Trade down if you can. They traded up for Sammy Watkins, and ironically enough, could have just taken Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. As I'm sure Mike Florio is aware of. I, You know what? You can check my Twitter, actually, from years ago. I don't know how to do it. What was C.J. Spiller drafted in? What what round? No, no, yeah, no, no. He's first round. I'm just saying, what pick was he uh, when when Buffalo drafted it? They they've had some real bad luck with offensive players in the first round of the draft. Spiller, I believe, was like the 17th pick or so in that range, 17, 18, 19th. I have a feeling this generation of the Bills aren't going to screw this one up. They're going to you get you get somebody solid, you lock them. Well, they're not going to dick around with moving up. What's the moral of the story? See, what does C.J. Spiller and Sammy Watkins have in common? Clemson. Yeah. Don't draft players from Clemson. No. Early. You get, get one late. Don't draft offensive uh, <laughs> players from Clemson. That's what I said. And wide receivers from West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, my God. Stay away from all players oh, from West, West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. That's tough, tough, tough. Mountaineers? Big 12. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, DeAndre Hopkins is good. 
He's a Clemson, Clemson Tiger yep. player. Deshaun Watson's good. So we can't say yeah. it's a little different now because Clemson's sort of morphing into the new powerhouse of college football along with Alabama. And they're they're really churning out a lot of NFL uh, prospects yep. over the last couple of years. But generally, Clemson players are kind of soft in the NFL. Get hurt a lot. Yeah, it's true. C.J. Spiller was really, really good. But he when, got hurt all the time. Yeah, when they fed him the ball, he oh, got hurt. Groin, exactly. Groin. Groin. Was Great like guy. every damn play, man. Nice guy, but you said it, man. Injury I th- prone. We brought it up a lot of times, man. Doug Marone, when Doug Marone took over as head coach of the Buffalo Bills after Dick Geron, I believe it was. Hard to keep up with all the mediocre stiffs that were the Bills coaches. <laughs> but um, when he took over, he said, you know, C.J. Spiller doesn't get the ball enough. We're going to give him the ball until he throws up. Yeah. And they gave him the ball, and then he threw up. up for for real. Like, uh, he threw up, like, after, like, they gave him the ball, like, 12 times early in the first quarter. And he actually threw up on the sidelines after. And, you know, Marone didn't really mean that. He, you know, he was just saying that. Uh, Feed him the rock. He was saying it figuratively. And that was C.J. Spiller's talented guy, nice guy, C.J. Spiller, but just not an every down, every down back but at where I'm sitting right now, looking at the draft props, wide receivers drafted in the first round. I'm going to go under the two and a half. It's plus 110, under uh, under is minus 150. You got the DJ Moore kid out of Maryland. You got Cortland Sutton out of uh, SMU. And you got Calvin Ridley out of Alabama. Now, those are the three top wide receivers yet. It's one of these deals where not everybody's in love with any of these guys. Some people think Ridley's okay, but he's going to go too high. Some people think Cortland Sutton's the sort of the, the CTL of these guys, and you can get him late in the first round or in the second round. And then Moore is the guy that nobody talks about, but uh, that all the football cool dudes like the kid out of Maryland and a lot of people, a lot of NFL scouts, trendy guys are like, you know, Moore's the guy. But you got to look at this, Cam. It's like fantasy football. They can't, they can't like just think. It's not like a, a video game. No, and it's not fantasy football. Teams don't like what wide receivers are there later. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I agree with there's you. There's too much substance. What I'm trying to say, is, Cam, there's too much substance in the first round. Listen, the prop is five and a half for quarterbacks, right? There's not going to be six quarterbacks taken in the first round. There's going to be five. Rosen, Allen, Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. They're going in the first round. And then you got Rudolph. It'll probably go early in the second, mid-second round or whatever. But still, out of 32 spots right there, that's five guys at quarterback. They're going to be taken. There's like five stud offensive linemen. Two kids from Notre Dame that could be in the top ten. All right? The Nelson and uh, McGlinchey. Uh, those kids could be in the top 10. There's so That's 10 offensive players right there. Running backs. One. You know, one. Two tops. The, the, I'm going under the one and a half prop, and it's, uh, it's plus 150 to go under one and a half. But where I'm going with this, there's a lot of defensive guys, Cam, here after this. You got your five quarterbacks. Um, you know, you've got maybe a tight end. You got a running back. But for the most part, and you got you got your you got your five offensive linemen, DBs as well. After that, DB yeah. is the trendy spot. Yeah. DB is the new you know you need an elite back athlete kid. There's going to be four to five DBs gone in the first round. There's a bunch of defensive tackles. There's two or three safeties that teams really like. 
You basically win championships, Cam, with defense. Of course you do. And, and you, with these stud guys like the Jags, getting the Jalen Ramseys of the world, et cetera. I, I, yep. So all these NFL, they're going to look at it like the wide receivers and the running backs. That's luxury items that they can get in the second, third, and fourth rounds. Right. There's so many good running backs in this draft. Nick Chubb. Out of Georgia is a stud. He's got a little bowling ball, this kid. Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle is is also a stud from Georgia. Probably even better than Chubb is. Uh, Ronald Jones from USC is really, really good. Uh, kid from Auburn. Uh, yeah, the carry on Johnson is very good. You've got four, and there's there's a few others as well. Uh, you know, the Rashad Penny kid out of S- uh, SDSU. Uh, Ballage out of Arizona State. There's a lot of running backs that teams are going to see that, yeah, we're not going to take this guy here when we can get this stud safety right now and we can get, you know, we can get any one of these running backs later. So, I you know, when I look at this, I, I do believe that the unders are the way to go here. And they're plus money bets, Cam, so you can never go wrong when you're betting plus money. Uh, wide receivers drafted in the first round, over, under, two and a half. Under, under. two and a half, plus 110. I don't believe that Moore, Sutton, and uh, Ridley will all be drafted in the first round. Wide receiver, um, the, the wide receivers I like a little bit more than the running backs. Running backs were rolling the dice a little bit, and uh, rolling the dice on Geis. That Geis does not get drafted in the first round, and I don't believe. I think Geis is just you know he's not any any better than than Michelle or Chubb or Johnson are, and the teams are going to know this. They're not going to say, man, this isn't a slam dunk, can't miss guy. Let's take this slam dunk, can't miss tackle. Let's take this slam dunk, can't miss uh, DB kid. And we'll get one of these running backs later. So I'm going to go under one and a half running backs taken in the first round at plus 150. The quarterbacks in the first round at five and a half, the juice is high, but I think that's an absolute lock. There's no way that more than five quarterbacks get taken in the first round. It'd be a stretch. We might even have four. Other guys might wait to, they might not have their guy and go, you know what, we're going to pick up a guy that we like You're in the right. second or third round. It's minus they're 250, not but six. there's no way they're getting to six. No way. Mason Rudolph is not getting no, drafted he is in not. the first round. And for me and you, I'm going to tell you something, man. I love it when my team, when Seattle got good, Gabe, you know when it all changed, that draft, and I talk about it? They picked up two guys, and it was the whole change from the shittiest team in the league to building it. In the first round, they picked up Walter Jones, offensive tackle, one of the best tackles, a Hall of Famer, and Sean Springs. And they both had those guys in the top eight picks. I remember I was living up north, and I go, this is the best thing that Seattle ever did. And with those guys, those are the pieces. That's the thing. You, You bring up a great point. We can accessorize the car later. But let's get the body. Let's get the let's let's make sure it moves down the street before we put nice rims on it and stuff like that. Make it all shiny. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles, exactly. Yeah, and that's how they get things done. The Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl this year because of their offensive line and their defensive line. You got it, man. That's that's what it was. Build on the lines. And and what what did they draft last year? Derek Barnett, the defensive player out of Tennessee. Like they made a conscious effort of signing defensive players, stocking the defensive line. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags, man, the last four or five years, all their picks have been on defense. DBs, defense, defense, defense. Yep. D linemen, safeties, DBs. You know, just sort of talent, 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 talent on the defensive side of the football. And eventually it adds up, Cam, like you said, and it overwhelms people. I remember, you know, Walter Jones was the the staple of that uh, that offensive line for Damn a while. Right. You look back to the, the, uh, the Rams' success. Uh, over the years, people can talk about Kurt Warner and the fastest show on turf, and uh, and Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt and Marshall Falk, Orlando Pace, correct, right? Like you need best lineman going. Yeah, unless you have the foundation, the star players, 
That's why, like, if you're Baltimore, Jonathan Ogden, same yeah, thing. And, like, even, yeah. and even Ray Lewis. Ray yeah. Lewis is a dick, but wicked. You look at the talent, right? They just stockpile these guys. And Reed, you know what I mean? Team sort of, no, no, not that we're, we already have enough, we're good. You can never have, have enough. enough. No, can't have enough That's talent. sort of like Golden State Warriors mentality. Yeah, we just set the record for the best team in the history of the NBA, but let's get Kevin Durant. Exactly. Right? Like, because we got to stay ahead of everybody, not just be, you know, settled. I'd be very wary of drafting a quarterback in this draft. That's why I like the Rams this year. Because if you look at the Rams, that's sort of the Rams' attitude. The Rams are just stockpiling talent, man. You know, so they're just going to have it that it's like, yeah, we might be overpaying a little bit for this guy right now, but... It's sort of like, remember like when the L.A. Kings won the Cup and, and their teams? And this is why Canadian teams never win the Cup. Because the Canadian teams will pay one or two guys big money and they don't, you know, they don't want to have a bunch of superstars on the team. Yep. And they don't want to pay people. When the L.A. Kings were good, Mike Richards and Jeff Carter and these guys, they were on the third and fourth lines. They're getting like six, seven million dollars a year to be on the fourth line of yeah. the LA Kings, right? And the other You're younger Dustin, guys yep. are the stars. Jonathan Quick in his prime, yeah, Dustin Brown. Yeah, but these guys are just yeah. Dustin Brown, man. I know. Classic example. Remember when he was in Edmonton? He was an overpaid piece of shit. When he went to when he got signed, big money and stuff, he's a free agent. They were like, This guy sucks, man. Like he's overpaid. He's not a superstar. Look at Phil Kessel, another example. Phil Kessel's with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Man, they would have blamed him for the guy running people over in a van yesterday. Want to know why? Phil Kessel, oh, he makes so much money. We don't win. Phil Kessel this. Phil Kessel goes to Pittsburgh. Nobody bothers him. Nobody knows who the hell he is. He can play on the line. He makes his money, and he contributes. And you need to be a deep team. Where I'm going with this is in Canada, people would freak out. Oh, Mike Richards guy makes $8 million a year. He's overpaid. He's 33 years old. In L.A., they're like, well, bring him on. If we're going to win the cup, we need to have four solid lines. So it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, you're overpaying. It's the Houston Astros last year with Verlander. They were already good, but over the top. Down. Every team in Major League Baseball could have gotten Verlander. All the contenders. Nobody wanted to do it, including my Dodgers, because they were like, we don't want to pay Verlander fifty-six million dollars for the next two years. Houston did it. They won the World Series. They did. So was it worth it for them to Damn get Verlander? Right. Yeah, right? Damn right. It's worth it. And you said it. They interviewed Jimmy Rutherford, and he goes, that Phil Kessel loves playing in Pittsburgh for exactly what you said. He's just one of the guys now. He's part of the team. He doesn't have to be the man. We got lots of men on our team. Gensel scores four freaking goals in the third Look, period. I don't like it Max is awesome. Petrietti no. in Montreal, but he would be better off out of Montreal. For too. sure he would be. I mean, a guy scores 33 goals, and people like me still don't like him. Guy Lafleur goes on the radio. You'll never win with uh, Max Petrini as your captain. <laughs> He's just not good enough. Um, you know, like he gets ripped no matter what he does. So just leave. Like he'd be better off yep. like yep. elsewhere. But uh, so nevertheless, uh, I'm looking at this draft. I- have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis. Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
So what's the deal, Cam? You went to the doctor earlier in the day? Yeah, yeah, I went to the doctor. You got uh, the golf ball looked at? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, he was uh, looking at the golf ball. He said, uh, due to the size, like he says, uh, my little paunch uh, situation with a little bit of a gut, uh, he says if it gets bigger, uh, it's a problem because it's just one of those things because there's pressure on it. But uh, we talked about surgery, and uh, it was kind of scary. He says uh, when, when that thing gets taken out, he goes, it's probably going to be about three, three to four weeks. And he goes, you don't want to be doing a lot of, like, talking or laughing. I go, well, what the hell we do? We do a radio show. I go, well, three, I go, I, go, Mar- I, go Mar- just... I laugh at all Marenzi's jokes all the time. He make, like, what am I going to do? So, but he said there's some kind of uh, super band. I don't know what it is. It's an elastic band that, you, I guess, you put around yourself, like, after the stitches and surgery that prevent you from, like, having them burst. So it's something I'm going to look into. And, uh, yeah, I also got uh, – some stuff that he gave me, some recommendations, some creams and stuff for for all my problems. But anyway, yeah. And he, and, and he he told me I'm a, I'm a I uh, gonna get me some uh, medicinal marijuana too. I've uh, I passed the test. So at least there's some positive out of this. Yeah, that's the thing. He says he didn't want to give me uh, these drugs called uh, lorazepam. It's basically because I have a panic attack in traffic or whatever once in a while. But uh, he told me that uh, medical marijuana he's gonna sign off for me. So I got to go see the clinic next week, and I've already uh, in You're the process of getting my card. You're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to get this taken care of at some point, though. I agree. Yeah, no, this surgery is inevitable. You can't, <laughs> you can't have that lump living there forever, buddy. It's like gremlins, man. I don't want anything coming out of my stomach. Like it's, it's a little bit concerning. But uh, you're not gonna be. My, actually, of, I did have one good thing. My blood pressure was down a little bit, which was good. There were some positives from the meeting today. You won't be out of commission for three to four weeks. No, that's what I know. That's what I told him. I said maybe a week. You'll have stitches in your stomach for three to four weeks. Yeah, but I can still like laugh and do stuff, right? It'll be fun. Yeah, no, okay. no, you don't want to laugh too much. I told you, I, I had, uh, dude, I had surgery in my stomach, and they told me, don't laugh or cough. First thing I did is I smoked <laughs> a big spliff. I started coughing, and uh, then I was fine watching TV until uh, Roddy Dangerfield came up. <laughs> yeah, Ladybugs Lady it was. Bugs. Yeah, with Jack A. <laughs> <laughs> Love Ladybugs. Uh, and you know who else got me, too, when I had stitches? Was because um, I was holed up, man. I yeah. had surgery and stuff, and I wasn't feeling well, man. I was all pilled up. Uh, you know, my stomach was cut. I had my gallbladder taken out, so I felt like I was, like, invaded by, like, aliens or something. Yeah. I had, like, organs snatched out, right? Yep, I know. It. <laughs> so um, I'm there, and I couldn't laugh. And, uh, yeah, Don Rickles, man. Don Rickles <laughs> killed me, too. Oh, he puts on a good show. You just look at Don Rickles or Rodney Dangerfield, and you laugh. You look at their face, and you just laugh. Like, I'm with you. Don, like, Don Rickles looks like a lizard. He's got, like, that lizard face. You know what? Gamble actually looks a little like Don Rickles. You think? He looks like a younger Don Rickles. <laughs> no, Don Rickles has a fatter face, though. It's more uh, wider, I think. <laughs> he does kind of look like a lizard, though. You're, you're right. He's got kind of like a, a big, friendly, fun lizard with a bigger head, with a bigger melon. You know who looks great? Joe Kenda. That's the guy, every time I watch Homicide Man, you, Hunter. You love Joe Kenda. I'm going to tell you, the guy makes me, he because that's the same thing that you talk about. Every time I look at his face with his rug on his head, he reminds me of Don Knotts. And Don <laughs> Knotts used to make me laugh. So that's the thing. He's he's fantastic. I suggest everyone to watch uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda, Homicide Hunter. Great, great program. <laughs> You're a fan. Oh, I'm a huge fan. I taped them all. They had a marathon this weekend. It was amazing. You ever considered starting your own, uh, you ever considered starting your own private investigator uh, service? 
Yeah, I did, Gabe. But, but have you seen what I look like? How am I going to tail anybody? I got red hair and blonde. I'd like. I'd have to wear a people, costume, basically. People, people are going to be like, "Who the hell is this guy? Who's this guy with red hair?" Yeah, yeah. It's that's the and thing. a stupid cutlass. You'd be trying to tell people your car, your car wouldn't start. <laughs> I know that's a bad muffler. <laughs> yeah, I'd be making noises. At least you, like, you're kind of in spit. You know what I mean? You got that face that, like. You know what I mean? I think yeah, you be, said you could kind of blend in a little bit better. I think I'd be a good uh, PI, actually. My uncle actually was a PI. But I don't want to, um, I don't like busting people. I don't want to ruin people's, yeah. like, my uncle did if it you're in, cheating yeah. on your wife, I don't want to be that guy. Here's yeah. the pictures. My uncle did it in Vancouver, actually. He was a PI there for a while. Did did well. He lives in uh, Florida Become a now. PI and have to spend my nights tailing people like Tony Sincotti. <laughs> <laughs> Are you with us, Tony? Tony. Both sides, though. If, like, a guy hired me, hired me to tail his wife, I'd take the money up front, and then I'd catch her, and then I'd give her the opportunity to outbid him. I won't give him the pictures. Yeah, you'd be a sleazy yeah, guy. Yeah, that's you'd, right. Double. You'd, you'd work a double agent. You'd blackmail the chick, right? <laughs> He's paying me, but now you could pay me in another way. Exactly. Oh, no. You know, it depends. I, I, I'd rather have the cash. Depending so on what you, she looks like. So you can course. play trackings. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's it. Honey, your looks are great, but they won't get me anything at DraftKings. <laughs> what's it going to do for my DFS lineup, baby? You know what's crazy is tonight, I don't know if this is open to everybody because it was, it was in my, uh, my contest about a week ago. They have a low ball championship tonight, and they give you like uh, nine different things, and you have to pick the guy that has the lowest score. And it comes, it's, it's a free tournament tonight. There's like 80,000 people playing the damn thing, but it's free. Lo- low ball. Low ball. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that actually. Getting sick of these uh, times, though, for the different contests. Like, look. Oh. So Seattle yeah, and the I'm White, in, Seattle I'm the White the Sox. I'm in the low ball. I, I, I got in it. They're already off. Then you got we got uh, at 610 Eastern, uh, Cubs in Cleveland, Minnesota. The Yankees are 635 and then 640. Then we get into the 705 contest. It's ridiculous, man. I don't like these uh, times, Tony. It's starting to piss me off. The yeah, Major League Baseball needs to work with us here, yeah, man. Did you make exactly. uh, – do you have a DFS uh, NHL lineup for us tonight, Tony? Uh, no, that's a one game. Come thing, on, so man! I decided to. You're unprepared. I decided to let the NHL go with the one game. There's not even no, a zero game. game. Not even. A game. Oh, Wednesdays zero. is out there though. Yeah. they have Wednesdays available if you want to get oh, you know. And they, they yeah, have yeah, one game on. listed. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Oh, they have the one oh, game on for Wednesday. God, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh God! Like, why wouldn't they just start the other series? That's I what I'm saying. Like, the, 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 See, they they never leave you out. You can always play. See, they, Gabe was joking. The DraftKings is there for you, baby. Whenever you need something, they're there for you. Yeah, they're willing to take your money three six five. Man. <laughs> 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 no game tonight. Oh, sorry, it's tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So we've been, they... talk, we've been talking a lot of NFL uh, NFL draft on the program uh, today. Baker Mayfield. Now there's the big rumor. Ooh, he's going to go first overall to Cleveland. He's not, not going, going first, first overall to Cleveland. That's stupid. I agree. He won't, come on. he won't go first overall, but the odds makers have it moved up to a plus 1,200 uh, right now. Yet, I, you know, it's a tough it's a tough prop with over under six and a half. I think he should go over six and a half, but the question is, are one of these teams going to pull the trigger on Baker Mayfield? What do you think, uh, Tony? 
I think absolutely he's going number three to the Jets. I just feel like it's automatic. And if he doesn't go three, you're right. He's going to go way after six. It would shock me if he kept falling. But he's definitely going three. And I think there's a, a, a little chance, a little chance if Denver kept pick at five that he'd go to five. But I absolutely feel he's going number three overall. I'm starting to buy in Josh Rosen to Denver at five. Yeah, I really like that too. I, I got to tell you, Marenzi, like we talk about doing stuff. Remember what we talked about with the, the Argos and the Grey Cup and all the times we could have won thousands of dollars. I really believe you should put that money in for Saquon Barkley at nine to one because if Cleveland they could pick him and then go grab another, it's not guaranteed. But at nine to one, for a guy that could go one or two, it seems like a very smart economic. Oh, it's definitely bet. worth and a then, look. Yes, and then they could go and get somebody else a little bit later. You 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 get the running back that you need, and then you go out and get something else. I think it's a good bet at nine to one. To me, Saquon Barkley is a can't miss. He's the Michael Jordan of this draft, and people are going to regret it. I think the hype is real, and I don't even think there's enough hype about uh, him because he plays at Penn State. Penn State have kind of flown under the radar over the years since the the you know the situation, yep. the incidents. Guy's a monster, and um, yes, Sandusky is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, and, and in the Big Ten, people don't really think of Penn State as an explosive <laughs> offensive type of you know school or player is going to come from there. But this kid is a man; he's unbelievable. He's the best running back prospect to come into the National Football League in the last 20-plus years. Sean Payton says he's the best running back prospect that he's ever seen uh, before. High praise. Hands down, uh, scouts say that um, he's better than any of the recent backs that have been taken high, and Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott, uh, et cetera. To me, he's the can't miss, and if you're Cleveland, don't screw around and wait till four because somebody will grab him. Like, you know, the New York Giants could grab Saquon Barkley second overall, Perfect. but they seem adverse to drafting running backs they, no, for some should, reason. They, they should they should pick him up. That's that's the move. But, uh, yeah, and anyone should pick him up. That's the move. I mean, even the New York Jets, you have a bunch of quarterbacks. Just take Saquon Barkley. So, you know, I, I can't disagree. At 9-1, to one, I think he's, he's worth the roll of a dice. What's crazy, though, is if Cleveland doesn't pick him, say Cleveland doesn't pick him, he could fall past six. There's no way in hell. That's crazy. No way in hell he falls past six. Because I, I believe you. I believe you. What you say. I don't think the Giants are going to pick him. But players, the Jets aren't pick. But but teams, Tony, they don't get locked into. Oh, this team needs a quarterback, so they're going to do that. Teams generally take the player that's highest ranked on their draft board, right? I mean, we we in the media and fans seem to sort of lock teams into what they're going to do. And we, we as fans and we in the media are often wrong and always wrong about what, what teams are, are going to do. I think except at the quarterback position, though. I think we've seen teams reach for quarterbacks the last five years like never done before. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they're going to reach for all these guys, right? I don't know. <laughs> they shouldn't, and I wouldn't. Like but it seems case, like we're going to... It's a case where Saquon Barkley is just too damn good. Like, if he's on the board, you can't not take him. Plus, one of those deals. Plus, that's the other thing is that people don't rank the running back. If I'm going to spend the capital on a first pick, like say the first pick in the draft on Saquon Barkley, I'm looking at a position that has a lifespan of four years generally. And I'm not getting the most bang out of my buck that if I pick even an offensive lineman or if I pick a quarterback there. And I think that a lot of people look at that, too, with that running back position. We've seen a couple of the last few years with Ezekiel Elliott and Leonard Fournette. But if you go the last 10 years, they're the exception to the rule instead of the rule.
One GM, I tweeted it out earlier, he said that uh, in 20 years in the National Football League, there's only been four players that he ever had a perfect grade on. Saquon Barkley's the fifth guy. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, he's, Who are the other four? What, did they come out? Did, they, yeah. did he land? He didn't, me- he didn't mention the other four? No, uh, it's probably Bill Polian. And, uh, of course, Bill Polian had a first-round grade on Tom Brady. Mm. So he claims. Yeah, sure he, he did. But he admit, but he didn't pick him six times. No, no, and he took like yeah. he took like uh, in the same draft. He took uh, what was that guy named Joe? What was the the horrible backup? They always had bad backup quarterbacks. Some Wisconsin Badger stiff that they took. Oh yeah, yeah it's uh, what the hell was that guy's name? He lasted a few years. Stave. Is it Joe Stave? No, that's, that's the new no, one. No, he's he's still quarterbacking. Yeah, no, he's at he's at Wisconsin. Oh, I know you're talking about uh, and Horny Brooks, the quarterback they have now. I'm trying to think in the past with bad Wisconsin quarterbacks. I'll yeah. find his stupid yeah. name. Here. He's I, so I, bad, it, it, the name is slipping me. As soon as I see it, I'll be like, oh, that's the loser. Didn't they have the kid from Purdue too, Painter? And uh, they got Scott Tolzien. Yeah, Tolzien went to Wisconsin. Yep. Curtis Painter. Curtis, pa- <laughs> oh, yeah. Curtis Painter? He went to Purdue, though. Yes. He was off. Yeah. Who was who the longtime backup quarterback to Peyton Manning? He never well, started. That's why I can't see his damn name here. I know what you're talking about. I'm going crazy. No, no, I'm going crazy, too, because he's right there. Yeah, you guys aren't helping. Polzine? No, I thought the. Oh, Jim Sorgi. That was it. Sorgi. Yeah. Sorgi. Thank you. <laughs> I said Joe something. I'm Sorgi. Yeah. I said yeah. it was Jim Sorgi. Jim Sorgi. Uh, Sorgi. Yeah, so he took Jim Sorgi in the third round, but he claims that he had a first round grade on Tom Brady now. It's like, shut up, old man. That's a straight up lie. Yeah, so like, why would you take Jim Sorgi, Sorgi then, then if you yeah. knew, like, and now you're saying, oh, you knew Tom Brady was great. It's like even the New England nice. Patriots didn't know Tom Brady was going to be great. No, that's why he gets drafted in the sixth damn people, round. But every year people fall for the manipulation of Mayock, McShay, Mayock, and all these guys, and Mel Kuyper, and, yep. and, 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 and oh, I hear this. What, yeah, no, that's what the mainstream says. Mainstream. I'm looking at CBSSports.com, and every day they've had a different guy but, going number exactly. one. Every damn day. Exactly. And then they're going to pick out the one day. All right, look, we told you. <laughs> It, I, I totally agree that it, it only makes sense. It only makes sense for the Cleveland Browns to take Barkley at one and a quarterback at four. Exactly. That's exactly what you should do. You lock up the running back position, then you can go quarterback hunting. If you go quarterback hunting at one, I think that's going to be a big. I'd game. even give the Browns a, a big. I'd give them big ups if they didn't pick a quarterback at four and pick Chubb. No quarterback Chubb. at four. Yes. You take Barkley yeah, and Chubb. That and would be get, amazing. You get the two best players on – you get the best offensive player in the draft and the best defensive player in the draft. You add that up. I would say – Peppers, Miles Garrett. You know, none of, not everyone's a can't miss, even if you're a top five pick. But if you have basically six guys on the field that were all top three picks – it's yeah. like a broken clock being right twice a day. Like two of them will end up being really good. You know what I mean? You know, but I'm gonna can't. still laugh at I'm gonna still laugh at all you guys when you bet the over on Cleveland this year. I am betting. The I over am on taking Cleveland. the over. I know Cleveland. everybody why, why is. Not? I can't wait. Yeah, I over can't four wait. And a half. What, what do you? What, what, what's your deal? What are you saying? Cleveland Browns, Tony. They're they're gonna be ten and they, six, buddy. They got a guy I'm at the kidding. helm. They're that's not, they're not ten and six. He went oh, to work one. Games. He went to work. 
He went to work 32 times and was successful once. So you're saying he's like me and Cam. <laughs> I don't know how he's still employed. He's like and yet everybody's show. putting their confidence in him. He changed like his quarterbacks. Show. He changed his quarterbacks seven times in three weeks. <laughs> we got to have a better ratio than that, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Pump in Hugh Jackson, guys, right now. Just like look at his Wikipedia picture. Like, whoever made his Wikipedia page, like, purposely made him look clueless, too. Look yeah. at the picture. It sort of looks like. <laughs> he's so, like, I'm thinking what, Vegas what? sets oh, yeah, the line yeah, at four. Yeah. He's like, what, what, me? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, Vegas is going to set that line at four and a half is my pick. I, my pick. Four and a half. I, wa- I, I want to hang my hat. I want to hang my hat on the fact that in 2011, Hugh Jackson won eight and eight with the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the way they lost games last year, too, man. They lost to Green Bay in overtime. They lost in the last play of the game in almost like so many games. They're gonna they're gonna win some games this year, man. They're gonna be better. They're young. Trust me. Those close games come down games. to coaching, man. They come down to coaching those close games. I got faith. They can get five. They can definitely. I think football is the only sport where I think the coach really matters. It is four and a half. It is. Uh, Bet yep. Online already have a four and a half out there. Yeah, it's going on the four. Four. They're going four and 12. Four. That's a great six season. And, That's 400 times ten. better than you were last year. Six and ten. Six. <laughs> yeah. Six. Yeah. six the only nine. thing that might help them is the Maybe if the Bengals start a rookie yeah. quarterback. Yeah, That's the, the only thing that Absolutely help. brutal. You don't know what the Bengals. No one's talking about the Nobody Bengals. talks about the Bengals, the Bengals taking a quarterback. Stink. I don't know. I thought basically they, they confessed. They were like, yeah, it's time for a change, you know, yeah. now. The problem is Dalton has one more year left on his contract. This is it. So I think they're going to bite the bullet. and yeah, let, they, Just let it fail this year and then say see ya. Yeah. They well, could draft a quarterback. The though. problem is, Cam, Andy Dalton makes $20 million a year. Yeah, exactly. So you can't trade him. Nobody wants him. Nobody. 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 Not even the New York Jets. Like, not no. even the Cleveland Browns are going to take Andy Dalton for $20 million God, a year no. right now. That's brutal. So, if they just let him go, they got to bite it on the cap, right? So, they're kind of... Just let him play it out, yeah. And then, and then yeah, draft, draft but, a quarterback this year or next year. And they, they have to draft a quarterback. And A.J. AJ McCarron. McCarron's a bill. Exactly. Yeah, A.J. McCarron's gone even. Uh, they, they don't have a choice. I, I think Lamar Jackson would be a nice fit with the Cincinnati Bengals in that offense. You know, the Bengals yep. aren't oh. terrible, actually. Dude, the Bengals, I hope for Lamar imagine. that doesn't happen. The Bengals' offensive line is terrible, though. Yeah, but he's fast enough to run uh-huh. for his life. Oh uh, yeah, but you get you get beat up pretty Dalton. quick. He'll be he'll be better than Dalton back there. You know, if you mix in Joe Mixon, Lamar Jackson, AJ Green, uh, the Ross Stiff that they drafted last year, it's a lot of speed. It's a lot of youth. It's a lot of speed. They can get young in a hurry. I'm telling you, people are sleeping on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's going to be a good NFL quarterback, and he's going to be a good NFL quarterback pretty quickly, too. It's a real shame, though, with Cincinnati with those years. You had Andy Dalton there, and all the balls that he gave outside high to A.J. Green and how many helmets he's taken in the sternum and back, you're not even going to see the best years of A.J. Green. It's it a sucks, shame that yeah. he was his quarterback. It sucks. But I hear what you're saying, the, Tony, about Hugh Jackson, but I'm not uh, – yeah. I know, I know, man. The guy's one in thirty-one in his last. And it's not just he's one in thirty-one. <laughs> it's the freaking. It's it's the decisions that were yeah. made to get there, in which baffling, bad play calling, bad personnel decisions, bad decisions as to who's going to start a quarterback, yeah. ruining Deshaun Kaiser as a kid instantly. 
He That's said he wasn't going to play Deshaun Kaiser until he was ready, right? He took him on this, and it was exactly one half until this guy was all of a sudden ready. Yeah, well, he threw one bomb in a, in a preseason game, and they made him the starter. Yeah, they said, hey, i got to ask you a question. Steelers. Yeah. There's some absolutes in gambling. Like like a lot of people get home field advantage. They give it around three points. Uh, certain players out two or three points here and there. How the hell did Meek Mill become worth three points in the spread with Miami and Philadelphia tonight? <laughs> we had big man on minus, minus, Now he's minus yeah. ten. Meek Mill. Big man's uh, big, it's up to ten man. and a half on my book. Ten and a half? He told us that uh, he's going to be ringing the bell. He's yeah. going to be courtside. Out of prison. Yeah. Ready to rock. They love yeah. them. They they love them some Meek Mill in Philly, man. Remember oh my Eagles? God! When I, they won, they played them like. Uh, I'm betting the Heat tonight. I don't want. I don't like them, but uh, I no. I can't believe any prison is worth three points. So I'll take it. Nah, but it was ten last night before Meek Mill got out. It's pretty much the fact that people think Miami are going to roll over and quit. There's no way that team rolls over and quits. They might get beat. Philadelphia's a better team, but have you seen the way they've played? They play tough, man. They have, yeah, they but have they're just—they hit the wall where they go through. They just don't have enough scoring in the last three, four. Minutes no, they the can't. They're but right, ten and a half is a lot. It is, but I think the wheels are going to fall off. Have you guys seen? Like we're going to do uh, the DFS golf tomorrow. It's the Zurich Classic of Norris. It's that team event. It's the team event. It's got like pairs and stuff. So the other golf they got is the China Open. Like Bert Wiesberger's like one of the highest-rated guys. It's going to be a nuts. Who's saying he's in China? Yes. Crazy, yeah. The Volvo China Open. You sound very excited, but uh, this, where's the story going? Well, the story's going He's here. Like, hey guys, no, he first. <laughs> no, my, my story. Like, right, so team event tomorrow. My story being, Is there a fortune like, cookie coming up? Comment yeah, coming up or something? You got it, Tony. Chicken balls, wings, and fortune cookies. Jonathan Lex and Cameron Smith won at a hundred to one last year. They're thirty-five to one this year. We're talking about NFL, and Cam urgently tells us that it's a team golf event in two days <laughs> in, New, in New Orleans. Hey guys. The Chinese Open. Yeah, Volvo China Open, yes. No, this one's a Zurich Classic of New Orleans. I want some LPGA picks. Yeah.